The well, Hayes vision, Maguire, it's free. Like, we have this aerial view of everything that's happening. I know, so but it's Hayes not like... Not, he, like he knows he's free. not passing the ball to Rio Ferdinand, I, right? I, I he knows he's in front of into this. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. How are you like? <clears throat> I don't know why there's three points here for me. You may take some of these. Was that for us? Yeah. Jeez, it's going to be a long night, lad. That's an, yeah. an awful looking point. Oh, jeez. Pure <laughs> <laughs> one there. <laughs> Marks will be sour by the time he's out as well. How are you all doing? Morning, has it? Lovely to be here in the Great Southern Hotel. The Football Pod Live. It's our third live show, really, isn't it? We were in yeah. Castlebar. We were in Dublin. What's it like to be in Killarney, James? I don't know. It's great. No travelling here is the main thing. No day off work. But um, I got a few texts, all right, from Clarny people to be on my best behaviour tonight. But to be fair, the last time I was here, I delivered the most epic best man speech of all time. So, <laughs> you haven't so, spoken uh, about I that since. Recover, I still have a bit of PTSD from that. So, um, uh, no, great. Unbelievable football town, Clarny. So, mm. you got, hopefully, county, hopefully, we're planning for three county championship teams next year if Legion get up. Fingers crossed. What does that mean? So, He's in what junior C, is it? <laughs> we, we, Legion got relegated two years ago um, due to two very bad refereeing decisions. It's always the referee. <laughs> always the ref. <laughs> but, um, so you have to win the intermediate championship, which is the hardest championship. Croaks are intermediate as well, are they? No, Croaks are, Croaks are senior. Oh, Croaks are senior. The Croaks are the big yeah. dogs in the town, are they? They're the best team in the town, I heard. Is there since, anyone, is there anyone from Croaks here? Retired. Is there anyone from Croaks here? No one. <laughs> Cancel that gag. Is there anyone from Legion here? Hey. Oh, Village is out, Jimmy. There we go. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, it's yeah. Legion town. Okay. And what, what's the story like? Is, is Clifford from Killarney? When he plays well, he's, he's Killarney. No, he's, uh, uh, he's out oh, no Killarney. Yeah. Spa is just outside of, of town, but it's pure Killarney. So you have Spa, Legion, Crokes and Fossa. We all Tony teams. That's a lot. A lot of football. You have two senior, two intermediate, and that is strong. Like you know, there wouldn't be many times um, with that with that was, strength. Was there ever a question about who you play for? No, you're in Killarney. You're born into it, so you have you have no choice. You wouldn't. There'd be very, very seldom if you transfer. You so wouldn't sign for a chemical croaks now. Few quid in a few. The money's right. You never know. <laughs> a car, a car. We'll go along with that. Um, I'll talk to them. I'll talk. <laughs> but no, you're born and bred into it. We're going to be looking later on. Uh, this has got a bit of traction online on Twitter earlier on. At the greatest Dublin Kerry team since the year 2000. Now, don't crucify us. It's a little bit like Sky Sports starting football in 1992. It is very difficult to pick it. So we might get you involved later on. Our special guest, Mark O'Shea, is going to be out. He might get the cast and vote too. But reputations are a big thing in Kerry football and getting a name. When did you know you were going to be a, a future footballer of the year? <laughs> Jeez, never, never. I never thought I'd... I never really thought I'd play for Kerry. I just loved playing, so hmm. I don't think it was ever... Um, well, we have, we have a bit of footage from when you were a bit younger now. Oh, here we go. Have a look at this. That's this. That's not working for you, is it? <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Is that a computer says no moment? Is that? Oh, it's working everywhere else. It's just not working for you. Croaks versus Legion, 2012. 2002. Under 12 final. James, talk to us about this. What is going on? Number 11 there, James O'Donoghue, who's struggling. <laughs> Can't get by his man. It's not working? It's video not working, no? Jimmy, have you sabotaged this already? <laughs> it's no, okay. calm See down. Like. <laughs> I had seen these clips earlier. How you went That's on and play for Kerry is beyond me. <laughs> Jesus. John Fitzgerald, bet the shite out of you. Was it, was it the Fiona I was marking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, here it's we go. grand. The TV's on. Oh, I can see go. it over there on that screen. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we can see it now. Let's have a roll of this. Paddy, you were looking at this earlier. I was. James is going for a catcher. You, you were never good over your head, were you? We God, always you say that with Dublin. They never, you're Jimmy they're never conducive to, to, to aerial fielding. Ah, uh, bit of a, a dirt. That's the start of the disciplinary issues. No, this is another future. Ago. Future Kerry start. Fionn Fitzgerald with the Brock there. Oh my God. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> but then you did, you did redeem yourself towards the end. Oh, top what a player. Look at that. Top ins. Did it go in? Top ins, yeah. Do you remember that final? 2002, under 12s. Poor from the keeper. Like. I don't, but I do actually. I remember. We had a great. Yeah. Do you know what? They're unbelievable memories, actually, when I think about it, because oh? you're playing like great games against fellas you're, you're in school with and stuff like that. And, I, if you won those games, it was like winning the most important game of all time. And Crocs and Legion, even when you're 11 and 12, like you actually do have this this hatred for for, for each other. <laughs> and it's it's born out of nothing, but it's it's just great to, to even look back at that. Now it's unreal. You're gonna start crying already. <laughs> How many points do you have across the road there, <laughs> Paddy? You love Killarney. I do. Yeah. You've been down here a bit, haven't you? Yeah, it's for, I, never, I would have never come when I was younger. Uh, we had a place, our family used to go to Wexford with a, with a home down there, so we had summer holidays down there. And then when you're playing, obviously, for, for years with Dublin, your summers are gone. It's, you're at home uh, in Crow Park all the time. Um, <laughs> but what I... Sorry, it's going to be a long night. Uh, no, so, I would have started coming properly to Clarny during the summer probably four or five years ago. My own family, my wife's family. Um, playing a bit of golf, a few pints, great food, catching up with uh, some of the Kerry boys as well. It's a great tradition, obviously, between our counties. It's, um, it's a privilege to be part of it. We, we were always aware of that. Um, the Dublin Kerry thing would start kind of 50 years ago with some legendary players, and I know we'll, we'll touch on some of them later on. But we were always very aware of the connection between Dublin and Kerry from Mikko and Hefo and the guys starting out back in the day. So for me, I was very fortunate to play for, for a decade and be part of that and had a reasonably good record against Kerry, which was, which was good. Um, but, but coming down over the last few years and catching up with, obviously doing stuff with Jimmy and, and a couple of other guys as well, it's, uh, it's a great town, I have to say. And I know the dubs like it. The dubs do come down uh, during the summer as well. So <laughs> We had a good record down here as well. Yeah, you did. We always did all right against Kerry. Now, we yeah. didn't do league, you see. He didn't do fucking championship. <laughs> would you get out for points after league games then here? Or would you be straight? No, we were no, we were brutal for that. We used to always go home. The only times we went out after league games, fucking Mayo for some reason. We knew we'd win, like so. It was, uh, we were over in Castle. We had a couple of good nights in Castle Bar and a couple of good nights in Westport. Now, to be fair, towards the end of, of our uh, James team, he's actually beat us a couple of times in over in Austin Stacks. They were tasty enough games. They were, tasty, <laughs> yeah. they were full on, though. He was already rattled, like. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there were brilliant atmospheres there. And that's why we, we talk about in the pod a bit. National League is brilliant, like, going to these games. And we used to go down to Austin Stacks and the place was packed, or over to Castle Barn was packed. It was just great atmosphere. And I know we'd probably talk about the crowd. Any Park bit thing. of tighter field that you didn't, you didn't like it? No, well, I was useless in tighter fields as well. <laughs> but, um, but no, we used to come down and we'd get out of here straight away. We'd drive home the same night. So we'd, uh, we'd get back to them about three o'clock. And the last couple of years we were beaten as well. So. But no, mainly good memories are coming down, yeah. Paddy, I think we're going to have a look at some of your moments with Kerry back in the day. You can all see them, so we can't see them here. Right. Don't worry, we'll edit it afterwards so we'll, it won't look like this at home. This is I'm going to give you my laptop. The lads will get to see it. Let's have a look at Paddy Andrews in action against Kerry. He really ripped it up. He's oh. going to need some help. He has it in the shape of Paddy Andrews. Paul Mannion's looking for it. Andrews has got space, takes on the shot. Back to within one. Off the left. Pure class, isn't it? You could play football, couldn't you? The odd time. No one knows I played football anymore. They just think I do a podcast. It's glorious. What was it about playing Kerry that got you going? Um, I think for the forward, the way Kerry played, like like Dublin and Kerry kind of played the same way. We, we Playing the front foot, trying to attack a lot, we'd have... I think traditionally it was always a bit of flair. We want to play the right way. So if you were a forward and Jimmy, you'd have been the same against us. There was no blanket defences or any of that stuff. You'd, yeah. There was a confidence from ourselves and you guys would have had the same. Uh, when we played each other, it was going to be man on man and made the best team win. So we had a good run of it. Um, but I would have preferred playing Kerry now than fucking Toronto or any of them, like, uh, to be honest. Didn't always go your way though. No? No. Didn't always oh, go your way. Oh, I know you're going with this one. Yeah. The first ever game. Yeah, so we might have a look at this now. We might go to 2009. Kerry Dublin, anyone remember that? <laughs> I knew this was coming. Let's have a listen to the commentary. He brought the art of the kick out, of course, to new levels. And one-on-one, -on -one, it'll take a good one to beat him. And there are one or two concerns about this Dublin full back line. Yeah, there are. But the star turned in my opinion. He needs to pick them up. Paddy Andrews, a little bit untested. Uh, today represents a real opportunity and a real challenge. To be hard, Kevin McStay. This man has been the key, Paul Galvin. Darrow Shea has been prominent as well. That goes away from O'Sullivan, who's been marked by tennis. That's the goal chance here for Kerry. It's the Gooch, and it's a goal. <laughs> What's gone there in the match? Double Ten seconds. There's Paddy, top of the left post. Paddy. He's, not, he's not wearing white boots. <laughs> he's wearing white boots as a cornerback. What is going on, you playing cornerback? Come on. Uh, this is he must have got them for free. Yeah, the video the video's still rolling there, it should be, but we've got a, a selection of images from that game. Um, uh, it looks about right. Paddy yeah. and the Gooch, yeah. Here's the half-time score, 114 to three points. Oh. We were shooting into the hill in the second half, though. Why is Ger Brennan eating a Cornetto? <laughs> he, he was, was, he as, was much used as I was. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. And then he kind of, Paddy kind of resorted to different tactics then after that. That didn't work either. Got stuck in a little bit. I think Gooch scored oh. 123 from play. <laughs> you got poked for that. I was like, Pat, send me off, will you? Paddy, you laugh at that, like, do you know what? I remember going into that game. Um, it was 09, so it was Pat Gillery's first year. Uh, Dublin had never been an arse's roar to win the All-Ireland. We'd won a couple of Leinster championships. I think we scraped by Kildare. And it was the great Kerry team. He had won four or five All-Irelands in that decade. Oh, the O'Shea's, Gooch. Kennelly was back, Galvin, all of them. And these were all over the shop through the qualifiers. Yeah. Like Antrim nearly bet them. Um, Longford, Antrim. Longford, and Sligo. Sligo, missed Boy, a penalty, last minute. Boys were all on the piss, and uh, Jack had to drop them all. 
So, so we, we came in, this was like, if any Jürgen Klopp, the men, mentality monsters, that's what the dubs like. We were coming into this and we are like, we are, this is a slam dunk against Kerry. Nailed on. We hadn't won a big game ever. The year before, we played Tyrone in the quarterfinals and we lost by about 20 points as well. But we had the answers here. We were literally like, who are we playing in the semis? This would be grand. Ball gets thrown in. Gooch scores a goal from the throw-up. I go, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the full-back line, as Kevin McStay, now very successful Mayo manager, rightly highlighted, was David Henry, who was a wing forward, and he was man-marking Gooch. He was our man-marker. I was like, oh, Jesus. Dennis Bastick was full-back. He's a midfielder. And he was marking uh, Tommy Walsh. He's going to deal with him. And the other corner for Kerry was Darren O'Sullivan. Absolute speed merchant. So we're thinking, one thing you got to do, if you're dealing with speed, you need someone who's lightning quick to mark him. And I was like, who's the man for that? <laughs> Me, turning like a fucking JCB. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but at the time, we were going in going, yes, nailed on. This, we'll steamroll these lads. Uh, who scores a goal from the throw-in? David Henry, who slides in, does a feel bad moment, and he breaks his hip off the post. And about a minute later, Collie Moran, who was a selector, was used to play with them and runs on. Oh, he was 21 at the time. I was looking around, oh, fucking hell. And he's like, Paddy, you, uh, you're going to have Mark the Gooch. I'm looking, what? What? Gooch? He goes, you know, you go over and mark him. I was like, I can't fucking mark him. <laughs> this is on the pitch in the middle. Of, this is like pure animal mentality monster. Like, I trot over to the Gooch. <laughs> Is it all right if I stand here, Connor? <laughs> and he's looking at me like, is this a fucking one? Your man's after winning an AIG competition to come down and play in the match. <laughs> uh, and I swear to God, for the next hour, we, we lost by 17 points in the end. I laugh. Uh, after the game, we were, could not believe what had happened. We were like, we are going to nail these fellas. Nailed on. We hadn't won a big game in Croker ever. One of the best Kerry teams ever. All the legends. And uh, do you know what? It was a great day for everyone in this room, right? Because Kerry went down and won the All-Ireland. I never played cornerback again in my life. It was a positive thing. <laughs> and do you know what? What happened in the following decade, Pat Gillery was the coach that year. It was his first year in charge. Dublin would not have done, guaranteed us, half. They wouldn't have had the success, half the All-Ireland, if it wasn't for that day. How badly were, if we'd only lost that match by two or three points, we would have thought we were on the right track. We would have uh, maybe tweaked a couple of things. Pat Gilroy came in, and after that, over that winter, we changed everything. We were soft, we were distracted, it was selfish, it was media, it was, can I get, what can I do for me? I didn't care about my teammates, no one worked hard. And that beaten, it was one of the worst we'll ever got. Uh, Cluxton was playing, I was playing, Bernard, Dermot Condy, I think Keanu Sullivan made his championship debut, Paul Flynn. The, a lot of the players that went on and had the next decade of success after that never forgot that game. So it was a, we changed everything after that. And I remember the next game we had, that was in August, it was August Bank Holiday Monday weekend. And the next game we played was Kerry in the opening game of the National League. And it was here, just up the road in Fasero Stadium. And we beat them. And we, Kevin McMenamin was playing, Michael Darren McCauley. Pat just got everyone. He just wanted the players who would work hard and who actually gave a shit about the team. And it was the biggest turning point for us ever. So it was good for everyone in the room. 
and we had a good run after that and I never fucking wore number four again in my life <laughs> it was all good and our guest was at the other end of the pitch having a smoke watching all this down the other end of the pitch because well, he didn't have to do anything that I, whole day if you could put your hands together please for an absolute legend our special guest Mark O'Shea let's get him out here mm. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs> the, uh, the audience are getting a couple of clips there, Mark, of you and I. Oh, yeah? Back in the day, there's blocks, there's tackles, there's solo dummies yeah. as a cornerback. Paddy Andrews, you never learned much of him as a cornerback, did you? None of that happened for me, I don't think. No, <laughs> no, funnily enough. Yeah, I was just listening there as before I came out. Sorry, not about this, Paddy, but I didn't even know who Paddy Andrews was before the zero <laughs> nine, <laughs> before the the zero nine quarter final against Dublin. Um, we were coming down the bus after we started calling him Peanut because he got Gooch gave him such a roasting. I knew who Paddy Andrews was after that, but look, it came back to bite his feet a, a few good years. Uh, Put off his mic there, lads, will you? <laughs> Before we get to the next decade, 09 was a bit of a mad year for you, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, it was, it was a very funny year. We, we should have lost to Sligo in Tralee. Um, we played a sweeper with the wind in Austin Stack Park against Sligo. It was crazy stuff. Had a good forward line that year. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. I, I was carted at half time, actually. I was so bad. Um, but then we, we, we barely got over the line against Antrim. Um, and things weren't going well at all. Beaten in, in the Munster final, obviously, by Cork. And uh, it, it, you know, everything was going wrong for us. And then eventually, uh, we were actually coming down in the bus after the, the Antrim game in Tullamore. And it came, it came on the, the, the radio that we got Dublin and all of a sudden just the whole bus, we, we had a different mindset then, you know, it was, it was the game that we needed to kind of start, start playing. And, you know, you'd, you'd say, geez, did, did anything change tactically or not really? We were going back up to Croke Park where we love playing and uh, it's funny, you two were playing the week before in a concert in Crow Park and there was huge controversy about it because the, uh, the, 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 pitch. The, the, the pitch and the, the people yeah. who were living in the area, just the noise and the whole lot because the concert was on for a few days, they rolled the pitch out the week before. Um, it's the one game, if you look back at it, the, 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 it was at a quarter final, I think. It's the one game, if you look back at it, the pitch doesn't look good because it's, you can see it's just rolled out. That's what happened but to me. My fucking studs kept getting caught. <laughs> yeah. Crow yeah. Park is a lot to answer. I don't want the Dubs to play in Croker anymore. Yeah. Mike, Mike Mack tore up the field. He even managed to hit the ball with, with his, uh, with his head uh, on the way up and uh, passed it into Gooch. And it was a good start for us because it was just the start that we needed just then because as I said we were going poorly all year and that was the start that we needed we might come back to how poor you were going in a minute but I watched it back this week you looked angry that day and focused yeah we, we, we it was we tied Kennelly back from Australia he he added a lot to us even though he was injured in a few games and eventually you know we had a few injuries and did you think they were weak Dublin mm. at the time I think that Dublin bought into the hype yeah. I, I definitely think that. And you see, 
it's di it's different from where we are down in Kerry because obviously I'm from Ventry and the people that you meet, you can decide who you want to meet, who you don't want to meet. You can go for your walk. In Dublin, you're you're smack bang in the middle of it, so it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to try and evade or you know avoid. And we were it's different, I suppose, maybe for for James in Killarney or, or Tralee or wherever you are, but. No, it was tough on Gooch, or sorry, it was tough on Gooch and Donaghy and Darren O'Sullivan. I remember at the time, the lads were working, Darren and Donaghy were working in Ulster Bank, and there used to be four, four counters in Ulster Bank. There was, uh, there, was, there was three lads and one lady working, and there was a queue a mile long for Donaghy and, and Darren, and the other two, there was nobody waiting for them, so they just wanted a dog football, like, you know, so it depends what kind of occupation you have as well. Intent, you couldn't even go for a pint. This is it, like, well, you know, well, you, you, could, you could if you wanted. Some lads <laughs> went to the right places. Pints, like. If you went to the right places, you could. Did that galvanise you when the lads were dropped <laughs> that year? Was there anyone else who should have been dropped with him, do you think? Myself and Dara were on the piss as well. <laughs> is this I the, the, the great was after the Sligo match we were we, uh, <laughs> myself and Tomas went back to Dingle. Uh, Mikey Sheehy's son, Mikey Jr., got married. and uh, What's that? Met him today. Yeah. yeah. Man. So yeah. He got married anyway, and sure, look, we said, sure, a pint or two would be no harm, do you know? Uh, sure, it was only Antrim the following week. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a pint. Sure, next thing you had another pint before you know it, you're nearly like Mike Bassett, England manager, up on top of the counter. So <laughs> it, 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 uh, it just happened like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it went on anyway, and uh, word got back. Now, Dara was having a few jars in Tralee. And uh, Gooch, <laughs> Gooch and Tomas basically put their hand up. So I got a phone call from Dara the following morning. Listen, there's a bit of heat. Don't say nothing. We weren't out at all. And <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. So Jack O'Connor rings anyway. And Mark, did you have a few pints? No, Jack. Um, are you sure, Mark, you were spotted by a fella there that uh, he said you were having a few pints? Well, Jack, you bring me, him in front of me and I'd call him a liar, Jack. I didn't have any pints. <laughs> so anyway, we go on anyway. We go on and we ended up winning the All-Ireland. And uh, maybe the day after, we're having a pint anyway and uh, Dara turns to me and he says, can you imagine how if we fucking owned up to that? We would know All-Ireland. So that's the moral of the story anyway, uh, Tommy. <laughs> do, uh, do boys get dropped for drinking anymore? Like, does that happen in football nowadays? Ah, it's a different game now. Yeah. It's a different game. It's, 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 when I retired, that was, oh, the crack was going out of it. You know, it was, you were like, you were National League games. <laughs> <laughs> National League games back then, you could have a few pints after yeah. games. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's even gone from the club scene now. Do you know? I, I, look, it's, it's a completely different game. It's professional. Look, there's a lot of pos positives for it. There's a lot of negatives in it. It's win at all costs, but it's a completely different game now. But yeah. I remember back in, in 2012, do you remember we, we lost to Cork in the Muster Finals? So we had a qualifier against Tyrone in Killarney, and it was a massive game. Yeah. Like, as in, obviously, with the rivalry and everything, it was just huge. It was a bank holiday weekend in Killarney. We played Tyrone. And we beat him. Unbelievable day. The weather, the crowd, everyone was buzzing. We got to, we got into the dressing room, and everyone was buzzing. There was any cans being opened in the dressing room. And there wasn't. I can Jack, assure you. Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack pulled us, this? and he goes, "Lads, we'd all love to be you now going out tonight and going on the piss or whatever, but we're all in it together. There's no one going out tonight. We're all together. We'll all put our hands in now and say there's no beer tonight." 
So obviously everyone looked to Mark to see was he in or not. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was, so we went for it. And myself and Jonathan Lyme were driving around town that night. Just we went for a cruise just to see the crowd around, around town for Bank Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, we just went a for cruise. a cruise. And we were doing laps of town and McSweeney's, McSweeney's Corner, we just passed it there. McSweeney's Corner, there was a big crowd outside McSweeney's and there was a fella in the middle of the crowd and he had, he had three vodkas in each hand like that. Four smokes in his we yeah, Like, who is that now? There's some celebrity inside, some actor or something inside McSweeney's. So we Tom drove Cruise, past, like. couldn't see the first time, drove past, second time, who was it? Jack O'Connor. Right, <laughs> 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 <Like> that fucker! <laughs> We're all in it together. We're all in it yeah. together. Uh, oh, it was classic. Yeah. Why, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jacko? Is he yeah. here tonight? No. We told him as we told him as much on Tuesday night because, like, and uh, this might <laughs> this might come back to haunt me now. But like, uh, you know, we were playing clear the following week. We said, like, yeah. Jesus, Jack, come on, just clear. And, and, and he says, like, he says, no, no, is no. And then the boys had it for us, like that. Jack was Jack was out having his few pints. But sure, look, he wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Paddy. I won't come to you about drinking stories. We'll be oh, here for a while. Jesus. Yeah. Might leave that one. We'll get that one later on. Yeah, we'll come back to that later on. <laughs> that Kerry team he had, we're going to be talking a bit about it later on because we are going to have a bit of a debate about the best 50. It's very difficult to pick a 15. Well, it's easy for you. You had 11 Kerry boys in yours, didn't you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, you'll be making the calls later on. <laughs> yeah. That Kerry team you had, you're the last Kerry team to do back-to-back. -back. Mm. Before I ask you if this Kerry team, Kerry team is ready for it, what was it about you at that stage? Um, you see, it was a tough thing to do, the back-to-back. -back. We grew up watching the Meat and the Cork teams, 87, 88. Meat came on the scene, 86, against Kerry, above in Croke Park in the semi-final, and then 87, 88. Mm. And the rivalry between Meat and Cork was just frightening. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Kerry had gone away then, you know, and weren't, weren't at, the, at the races at all. So then Down came on board, and you were looking at the Northern teams. Um, you struggled with them? We did, yeah, we did. But uh, like, we like just getting back to like, say, I know Tyro Tyrone were involved in it, for example. But like, what Cork did and what Mead did, that hadn't been done then for a few few years. Even down that great down team with mm. Mickey Linden and, and uh, uh, Ross Carr, Greg Blaney, James McCartan, they were that was a great team. But like, they they won it in '91. They didn't win it again until '94 because the great Derry team came. And like, I remember watching that. Uh, Ulster Championship match that's when championship was championship and like that game you, you look at games that were some of the greatest games that game was just unbelievable that Derry down match in a scorching day up the north and you just knew how hard it was I think Jack went in 0-6 so Pat O'Shea came in in 0-7 so like I think something that helped us like say to win the back-to-back -back was that you know, a new manager had come in, so you nearly had to prove yourself all over again. Do you know, get a bounce to yeah. the new manager. You you had to prove yourself all over again. So for zero six and zero seven, that was definitely. And look, I don't care what anyone says. Luck comes into it as well. You have to be lucky with certain well, things. Mark, if, if you look at the, that team you had, and, and you can overanalyze everything today's game as well. The bottom line: who has the best players? If you have the best players, you've got a serious chance of doing the business. Absolutely. And you guys, through that decade, Tyrone won three, obviously, and you, you had trouble with Tyrone, their style of play and things like that. But the players you guys had were savage, and we'll see in the team later on, there's a few of them in it. But the change of manager, I agree, could help, 
obviously because it, it does give you that sense of fuck, I can't rest my laurels. But the players you guys had, your biggest rivals, like you beat Mayo in four, Mayo in six again, seven you beat Dublin in a great semi final. But that Dublin team that I would command, we weren't ready to win that. Mm. There's a cycle, and I always say this, I'm saying on the part of that, it's so rare for a team to come from nowhere and win the ultimate prize. It's a journey. I sound like fucking Tony Robbins here, but it is, <laughs> it is a journey to get to that stage. You see, with Galway this year, I think they'll be very dangerous, the improvements, Derry as well. We had it with Dublin, like I said, that game in 09, we lose to Cork in 10. The game we probably should have won, but still we weren't ready. The kind of clinical edge, and we finally win it in 11, and that opens the floodgates. Whereas you guys had the best players. There was no one really bar Tyrone, and they were kind of in, in their gap between 05 and 08 to win it. You probably should have won more. Do you feel you should have won more with that team? You win five, uh, definitely, five definitely, All-Irelands that day. Yeah, I definitely think I should have won more. Like, I mean... Um, <coughs> excuse me. My, my first one in 0-2, the first final against Armagh. Yeah. You know, uh, there was myself, Seamus Moyne, and Mike McCarthy in the full back line. Three of us leaked three points each, a man, nine points. Um, but like we went in at half time that day against Armagh. We were four points up. And we're as a young absolutely fella, schooling them. Like. But as a young yeah. fella, I'm going in there and I'm saying, geez, we kind of half have this game. And mm-hmm. very naive and, and lack of experience, you'd call it. And then two years later against Mayo, you're going in and you're eight points up. And you're saying, hold on, now we have to drive this one home, and that's so experience. Know against Mayo, though, yeah, but that's that's experience, though. You have to, you you nearly have to lose one to win one. I I I don't necessarily believe you have to lose one, but you have to have the experience of what it's like, you know, when you're four up, and Armagh came back in the second half, and they they sensed it, you know. What was and that Armagh full forward line? Clark, Marsden, Mar- Clark, Mar- and and uh, McDonald, yeah, Stevie McDonald. Yeah. Fantastic footballer. McConville, 12, McEntee. Yeah, and, and like, I think when they got the goal, you know, it, they, they really went for it then. You know, and we just had a few players that had off days that would usually, they were the same players that always got us over the line every day we went out. Mm. And just, look, wasn't to be. Fair play to our man, great team. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, three happened. Oh, three, yeah. Yeah. Like, Party left after O3. Party left after O3. O3, we were... Um, Again, we were kind of in Munster. Limerick gave us a good game. Uh, Cork were kind of gone. Those They were there 0-2, 0-3, Cork were kind of in transition. Um, 0-3 then went up to... We played Ross Common in the quarterfinal. Um, I think they could even have got a few goals off us. And just we, we weren't... Then we'd played Tyrone. My God, they absolutely hockeyed us. That did, famous scene in the sideline. Did, did you expect that from Toronto? It looked like it was like, no one's ever See, seen the, this. The problem was, we didn't expect it from Tyrone. But then in 0-5, in 0-5, we did expect it from But they came out in 0-5 and they played football. They were serious. You know, and like, yeah. you know, 0-8 was probably the one year you we should have eight. won it. We should have won it yeah. in 0-8. But look, I mean, there's a lot of games. So to go back to your question, should we have won more? Possibly should have, but I mean, there's all all teams that can say that we were very lucky what we did win, and you know, you cherish the moments that you won, the the memories that you have, that you go away with your teammates, the crack that you have on holidays afterwards, you know. So there's great days. I've been doing a lot of reading about Paddy and the O'Shea's and all of that over the last couple of days, and I'd be interested to know what it was like for you as the youngest, because Paddy the uncle had obviously said it, you know. Mm-hmm. Dara comes along then. 
did Dara have a tough year or two at the start and then breaks in and takes over then around 96, 97. He's taken over midfield. Tomas comes in. Tomas had a tough first year, breaks into it then. As the youngest fella coming through, was there more questions about you? Were you under a bit of pressure? Yeah, yeah. Did eat yeah. on you? There was. Oh, geez, there was, yeah. There was, there was huge heat because, you see, I suppose from Paddy's point of view, like, he was the manager and he had to kind of, we had to prove ourselves more so than any other player to get onto the team because obviously we were his nephews and like in zero two zero one Johnny Crowley was was Kerry's best player and I was marking him in the county championship that year and I just so happened to have a very good game on him and sure of course everyone started talking about that then and I got in but like I mean <laughs> Paddy in fairness to him he dealt with pressure unbelievably. It didn't bother him who said anything to him. Like, he just didn't care. And maybe that comes from, say, winning what he won. But, like, um, there was calls. My grandmother, Beatrice, God be good to him. There was calls above in the stand, like, bring on Beatrice. Do you know? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> crazy stuff, like, you know. But, like, um, uh, there was another day, Tomas tells a great yarn, you know, we're in the foyer of the hotel. And at the time, the great had just started winning the county championships, you know, so... There was Dara O'Kinada, the girl took, uh, Dara and Tomas, the girl took, Aidan McGarrett, the girl took, myself, the girl took. I think Aidan's brother Rob might have been floating around. So there was six of us down there, like, and Paddy uh, comes down the lift and uh, he's looking around and he's surveying this area, uh, the, the, the situation. He says, Jesus Christ, let's will he scatter? I lose my fucking job. <laughs> so he was. Uh, he was, he was very aware like that, you know, we were there. But I think the fact that we won the county championships, you know, took that pressure off. Yeah. But like you said, the first year, I don't know what the lads will think. Well, Paddy, you definitely had a first year, tough year, like, you know, with the coach. <laughs> but like, like I, I had it years, as well. Yeah. I had it as well. And like, geez, like, you either, you either crumble or you come again and try and make a, a better go it, at it. It's, it's so rare to see a, a young fella come out and similar to the team situation, a young guy come up from underage and straight away fit into the team. Like, we know the guys who've done it because mm. they're household names. Clifford did it, obviously, he was incredible. Seamus Moynihan. Moynihan. Gooch did it, right? Yeah. Gooch, Gooch did, did it straight away and he was so slight. We had it with McCaffrey and Kilkenny in 13. Normally, it's two or three years, there's the know how upstairs going. I'm playing, you're playing adult football at the highest, highest level. Physically, there's obviously huge demands. It's so rare that it happens. Like we had, I remember Jim used to always bring two or three guys in and just, that was the best place for them to learn. We had Con O'Callaghan and Brian Howard. I remember Con came in. He's obviously probably Dublin's best player now. But for two years, he was on the squad and was a young full forward and was going, fucking lovely, he's not getting near my place. And sure enough, he develops, gets stronger, and that, that was the journey for it. It's just, it takes time for 90%, 95% of the people. It's the absolute superstars that yeah. can come in straight off the bat and do it. The resilience piece is you'll have hard days. That is, you've got, you got to deal with that. And if you can't deal with getting a hiding in a game, sent off, getting a roast and bad reports in the press, whatever it might be, the pressure that comes with it, and so many players, we've, we've all seen it, lads, and carrying Dublin teams where it doesn't happen for them and they don't get back. It's, it's such an underrated skill because it's intangible, your mental toughness, your resilience to deal with that, but it's such a key part of so many of the top players we see today. Yeah. yeah. But it's way easier. It's way easier to come onto a team when you're young as a forward because if you're a useless 
fair enough that you don't get a score or you don't get much ball and you get taken off maybe but if you play badly as a cornerback you could be taken for for a goal or two and you could cost the game like or if you play <laughs> <laughs> if you play well or you're you're kind of decent as a forward you're labeled that term mercurial do you know what I mean and you you have, <laughs> you have a bit of potential you might be good down the line whereas as a back you might only get one or two chances back there and if you get a roasting like you kind of have that label forever like so it's definitely easier for forward I think Mark you were the man marker for Kerry right through the noughties if you were preparing to play a team and Jack turns around to you and says you're marking a mercurial forward what are you think are you like lovely <laughs> well do you know what I used to always do and like it's something that any team that I've trained or whatever I'd always say to them like in, especially at inter-county level is that I, I, good players don't play bad twice certainly not three times and I'd, I'd give a, a look at the newspaper say, they say if we were playing Cork in a Munster final I'd look at the newspaper the week before two weeks before and how did maybe Colm O'Neill do or how did Daniel Goulding do yeah. and if they were taken off or if they had, if they didn't score he'd be worried I'd be getting worried because yeah, I said back. right I really have to be on my guard here now and like if I saw a fella shooting the lights out kicking eight or nine pints I'd be really looking forward to like you know <laughs> going after this one yeah. but so like no matter what way it was teed up you'd kind of look at the positives, you'd look at what you could do, like, but it's, it's, it's a tough, it's especially tough, like, the first time I played in the full back line, I was playing the forwards as a kid, and the first time I played in the full back line was with the Gaeltacht, my club team, in the 2000 campaign. I ended up marking my future manager, Pat O'Shea, in the county final in 2000. They beat us 6-5. That was the final score in the county what? final. Puke football in Kerry, what? Oh, sure, the conditions were shocking in Austin Park, Tralee, and, uh, it was it was a poor game. Again, we again we possibly should have won, but uh, we came the following year. We won it, but like so that was my first introduction to the full back line. And uh, it's a horrible position. It's tough. It's tough because you see what you soon <laughs> realise is that you're the last line of defence really. And if something happens, if you slip, if if anything goes wrong, you know you're you're usually. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. we could all play in the full back line now. 15 lads. Oh, back. yeah, yeah. The, game, thinking, the game is, Desi Farrell, oh, the yeah. game has changed. The game has changed. Like, even, even if, for example, when I was playing, it was like, say, if you had a great game, it was tops possession 23 24. Now you look at the game. I took, for example, the Armagh game in the league in Tralee. Oh, I think Tom O'Sullivan had 50 possessions. You're talking about the ball going into the right-hand corner. It's <laughs> rotated out. And Tom, in fairness to me, he's a class act. Mm. And, and like he tries to get into the positions where he can kind of maybe, you know... Outside the left. Outside the left. And, and, and he does. And like it's getting to the stage now where the opposition teams are setting up for, for Tom. Yeah. And it was interesting to hear David Clifford last week as well saying like that the backs are nearly outscoring the forwards now. So the game has completely changed. Even to, And I, I retired in 2016. And the game has completely changed yeah. since then. But when, when the back says they kept the forwards scoreless, like they, realistically they didn't because... If there's 12 or 13, yeah, it was like a pure team effort to put 12 or 13 behind the ball. Donegal brought that big time. They were the first, like, you can say that the, you can say that the Tyrones had it. I think Tyrones had the two wing forwards coming back. Like, Donegal, as soon as the ball was kicked out, you know, all of them turned everyone turned around and they were gone. And like, the game just completely changed after that. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's a completely different game. But, But to be fair, it's, you generally will copy, teams will copy the team that's been successful. 
what's worked who won the if it's in club cha- who won the club championship who won the provincial championship who won the All-Ireland championship Donegal did that famous against against our side in 2011 they didn't have success but they did in 2012 and then we seen Jim McGuinness was held up and it was a, a brilliant innovation that style of play and then everyone started copying that I think and we were only chatting about it on the pod last week I don't think a team can win the All-Ireland playing that way I think it has a ceiling. I think it's a really good thing for a new coach to come in and see Mickey Hart do it loud, where it gives you a solid base and it'll get you to a certain point. Rory Gallagher with Derry last year to win the Ulster Championship. You cannot win the All-Ireland, the biggest prize, no. by being conservative. You have to have more to your game. I think that's a really positive thing from, Dublin, from Dublin Kerry. Traditionally, we want to play from for football, but the years where every single team was hanging their hat on this defensive style of play, I think are past. I, I think the top well, it didn't work for Derry last year you can see that I think it, it's and clear it has limitations and, and they've, they've obviously tinkered with their style of playing out you know mm-hmm. they've, they've changed it up mm-hmm. slightly to try and make sure that they well, they're bringing the forwards up the pitch yeah. we were there on, on Saturday night and you can see you could, if you're lazy enough looking at it there you go oh, they bring everyone back but they, they attack in a wave as well they do like they, even McCluskey we're talking about Tom O'Sullivan yeah. McCluskey attacked for the goal there yeah. you know we, we mentioned about Philly McMahon doing it to the Gooch in, in 0-15 do you know well, Philly couldn't the defend field so and we had to go forward yeah <laughs> yeah, but but like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it has changed it's, though it's completely if were, changed if you were a top top cornerback and your manager said right our tactic is no to bring as many fellas back in front of you as we can to protect you like that's an insult to a top cornerback. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think the, the, two, take, I think the, the biggest insult. I think but the, the two most important posi- lines of the field, in my opinion, as of now, are your full back line. Because if you have a very strong full back line, it means you don't have to put a lot of bodies in front of them. They can actually come out and compete. Mm. And your half forward line, because you can run the game from there and chip but off Jimmy, the court. But, but, you have those but I think the two biggest insults to the game have been, number one, Okay, we grew up watching players, Jesus, Willie Joe Padden going out catching a ball over his head, Teddy McCarthy. I know my brother Dara, you study these fellas. And like, I mean, is there anything as beautiful as watching a fella going up catching a ball? Yeah. I, you saw Brian Fenton doing it last Sunday, Paddy. Yeah, like, the there's nothing as nice as seeing a fella going up catching a ball. So like the short kickouts, obviously it's win at all costs. So teams are changing things up. Secondly, I'd say as a defender, if I was playing now in a situation where the mark, I'd, I, I, I'd throw the boots, throw the Terrible boots the bin. Like the, 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 what, the biggest the challenge for now. me, the, the, the inside, the yeah. biggest challenge for me as a defender was if my man won the ball and he had to take me on. Mm. Yeah. When, he took, when he had to take his hop or his solo, mm. could I get that hand in, get the ball away from him? You know, and like, that's gone. That's so like defending, defending yeah. is completely gone, and that's why the game has completely changed. And I think the mark has been for me. Like I mean, you're trying to. I'll, I'll ask you this: How many players are growing up now wanting to be a defender? There isn't many. I think the defending is completely different. It's attacking. But as well as a forward mark, if you catch the ball on the full, twenty-five yards out, and you're thinking point, you should be shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. if you can just secure that ball and turn, you're one on one with your man because you've received a yeah. kick pass. You're one on one with your man. You say you're on a good defender, but any forward work to solve should, should back himself to take you on or the good defender on and beat him and go for a goal. Absolutely. So it's actually yeah. taking goal chances away as well. It's Some, taking good forward play and good defending out of it. Some players think like that. You can see Conor Callahan thinks like that. Oh, yeah. Colin yeah. Cooper thought like that too. He always thought goal first, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. He'd actually, he'd catch it and he'd make the defender probably think that he was going to swing it over <laughs> and he'd have, he has the same hop as Clifford, you know, the dummy hop with the left hand to buy himself a couple of yards. He actually did it against Mayo in the 04 final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that unbelievable goal. But yeah, I yeah. think once you catch the ball on the full in the full forward line, you should be thinking goal chance. It's amazing. There's no, everyone's been giving out to think about it for a couple of years and there's no chat that it's going to be gone. They're going to take it out. I, I agree. I think yeah. it's, because there's so little of them, I suppose, because the ball isn't being kicked in. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 15 lads yeah. back. It's yeah, hard to get back. As we mentioned a little earlier, we are going to be picking the greatest, the official greatest Kerry Dublin team since the year 2000. How, are we, how official is this going to be? This is official. Who's my, the final my, say? My, and my Mark O'Shea the and the crowd get the casting vote. So that's our thought. Five hundred Kerry people and Mark. <laughs> Paddy, you're in the bear pit. Are, you're in Kerry now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to be presenting two different teams now. Paddy and James haven't seen each other's teams yet. They're very different. Uh, and myself and Mark... We won't either, because the screen is broke. I'll give you my laptop. <laughs> I'll give you my laptop. Um, <laughs> There's no Wi-Fi down here, is there? <laughs> we'll be taking a break in about 20 minutes' time as well, so you can grab a pint or go to the bathroom as well. We're here with thanks to AIB, who've also given us two pairs of tickets to the Munster final this weekend. So if anyone wants to get involved in the debate a little later on, if you want to put your hand up, Catherine will be going around with the mic. You can make a pitch for one player. You're only going to have 30 seconds to make a pitch. And if you can convince Mark to put that player into your team, you get the tickets to the Munster final this weekend. Well, so, all right. Yeah, we're looking so pick to Mark, Tomas or Dara and you're getting your <laughs> um, They're nailed on, James. You'll have to go elsewhere. <laughs> I think we'll get into this now. Paddy, can we have a look at Paddy Andrews' team, please? You can put it up on screen. Paddy, I'd imagine you forget your team, so I'll go through it. I do, and I can't see this. Okay, I'll give you my laptop here. So, Paddy Andrews has right. managed to come into Clarny and go for nine doves in his team. <laughs> nine doves. Go through that there, and we'll have a look at James's after. Right, so this is since 2000, right? So we caveat this. You lads won five in the noughties, and Dublin never betches. We won eight. Eight in the teens, and you never beat us. And then you've obviously won in 21. So by right, we're looking at the facts here, because that's facts. <laughs> Dublin should have more players in this. Hey, Rafa Benitez there. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, So on goal, it was either Clucko or David O'Hanlon. Uh, and I settled on uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> just nicked it, just in case. This will be a long night. <laughs> Put Mark in, because he's here. Um, mining, obviously mining's legend, like. Him or Rory O'Carroll, really, like. Rory was great for us, uh, but mining's the man. Mick Fitz was our, our go-to man. I know, I've seen this was going on Twitter, wasn't it? A lot of people yeah. talking about Johnny Cooper, Philly Mac. Fitz, he was the man marker for us. Put Tomas in, because Mark is here. Uh, yeah, oh, this is working. Who, centre back, Keno Sullivan was massive for us. Jack is obviously nailed on. I have to say, I, I was going to put Dara in, because Mark is here as well. But um, Jeez, James oh, Bento, Paul Flynn was, was going to Flynn or Connolly for me. Connolly was the most talented player we had by a mile. Um, I think Connolly and Clifford are the two most talented players I've ever seen, naturally, like. Um, so you left them all? I did, yeah, just because... How did you leave them out of that? Um, I thought Paul Flynn was more reliable. Paul Flynn won four All-Stars in a row, as that Dublin team were only starting to become the Dublin team that he would over the next decade. You'd have him in your team for anything. You'd do anything with Paul Flynn. Uh, he developed his game as well. Declan Sullivan's nailed on. I think I presume we all have Declan now, do we? Yeah. And who's your, who did I put in your Kilkenny ring? 12. And then Kilkenny or Galvin, yeah, it was tight, but Kieran's me mate. So put You'd have Flynn ahead of Kilkenny, would you? 
Would you have Paul Finn ahead of? Probably now, but Kieran's still got another three or four years left. Like. They're different players. Like Kieran is more probably a centre for Paul Flynn was like the long with Galvin, that iconic up and down for Brian Dewar as well. Um, if Kilkenny had played 14, would we be talking about him in a different sense? I think that's an act, I think it's a credit to him because he was he was an absolute he was like a Clifford scorer underage like from under 14 in, in Dublin everyone knew about Kilkenny he was an animal scorer uh, and he adapted his game because we didn't need him in there at the time yeah, that's he, probably what you needed was a fellow to control to link to like, play and that wasn't yeah. his natural thing so that's what I, I think he's an incredible player and you know, he would have got a bit of stick for from kind of people looking going he slows, slows things down but we needed the way we wanted to play he was the ultimate team player in controlling the game I, the the game. I left Kilkenny out of my team because he never had like he never had those unbelievable moments that a Connolly had or a Galvin but, had but, like he had but he, he, we didn't do, want he, him he to did, do that I know I know but like and he didn't need to do that he could have done it because he, he has the talent to do it he, but he Dublin needed he was totally selfless in how he would play the game and it might not be to everyone's taste but he would control and for a young guy he was a young guy coming into mm. that team with Brogan and Flynn and Connolly and he would control the game and it's now you talk about the evolution of a team we're all fucking washed up now like but himself and Fenton they're now leading that team and Khan he started 13 centre forward didn't he was he 18 he was a kid yeah him and Jack very young and they, yeah. I think they both got taken off but and that, that could be a massive thing for a yeah. An underage start to come up in the biggest game probably didn't go as well from and comes back and wins. Jeez, five or six all oh, yeah. Your full forward line is Gooch, Bernard, and but, David Clifford. Let's we'll debate this after. Let's have a look at James. Oh, well, I just want to settle on this now because yeah. this, this was a tough decision. I know we're changing this. Gooch is obviously in. Uh, Burnout was our out and out scorer, and the last one it was like straight up shootout, 50-50, myself or Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought he's younger he's got a few more years and we're in Killarney so I said to be a fucking riot in this place <laughs> mostly the Killarney thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Clifford just nipped me but uh, I presume you have me and your team do you? No, let's have a look at James O'Donoghue's team now. Before you get on to that, you want to give Paddy, tell him where the exits are because nine, having nine fillers on is, is absolute <laughs> sinful. <laughs> James, run us That's for your team. team. It's a very similar defence, is it? Oh, you've gone for Keno Sullivan cornerback. <clears throat> I went we with Keno Sullivan. In. Huh? We no, both hang on. In, yeah. I went with Keno Sullivan. Yeah, you went Keno Sullivan centre back. He wore. He's not a cornerback. He, he wore a cornerback jersey a lot, but I put Keno Sullivan in because he was your kind of sweeper. He was like, he, so he didn't important. Have, straight yeah. out, he didn't have the best markers like Kerry Fitzy. did. I don't know, he had a Mark Shea or a. Fitzy Tom was Sullivan. our mark, but without the. I'd, yeah, Going and Fitzy's unbelievable career, 100%, yeah. but I wouldn't have had him in, in that level. So yeah. I put Keno Sullivan, cornerback. Yeah. Um, Where's the team? Can I get the team back up there? <laughs> I went with, I, I picked, first of all, I picked the dubs I definitely wanted to have in. So I had Cluxton, I picked their best six, and I see, can I fit any more in? Cluxton, Keno Sullivan, James McCarthy, McCaffrey, yeah. Fenton, Dear McConnelly. McConnelly. The backbone of... You, the team, in, in my opinion, You're because <laughs> I thought that on <laughs> five carry forwards, that stands but, out. But I think that Dublin were more kind of a system-based team, ah, whereas Kerry had individual brilliance up front with with Gooch, Donaghy, Declan Sullivan, Danny. and now Clifford. I picked Donaghy. Is Donaghy here? Is I, he? <laughs> 
Our second special guest is. I picked on in in opposition to Kilkenny, right? And I think Kilkenny is an awesome player for. So who you put in Kilkenny? Galvin. I put Hang on, I go Donahue first. Okay. I put Donahue in because he had unbelievable moments in games. Even if you think back in all the finals. He got a he got, goal. He got you a few scores, James. He did. He got you a pair of the year. Like. He, just, <laughs> hey, he catch it and leave it off. He wasn't calling the mark. Lay it off, lay it off, Ask lay it off. He kicked the mark wide. I know, yeah. <laughs> but if you right think there. back, even, even his, his unbelievable moments against Armagh in, in 06. 06, like where Nancy he caught it on yeah. Bellew and then gave the goalkeeper a bit. I remember being up in Crow Park and like that gives you such a rush there. His goal against Mayo as well, the same, where he caught it on... Caffrey, I think, and buried it into the roof of the Northern Ireland final. We'd and he got two goals against right. Cork in the Northern Ireland final. Like, he's we, a big game. We, we big target game. players, if we were playing you guys, obviously, you know, who every team has iconic leaders in their team and they make big plays. Like, mightn't be the best players every time, yeah. but I think, was it Darren's favourite? Hammer to Hammer. Hammer to Hammer. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And we would play ye and... Donahue was, Donahue was a hammer. You could just know he wasn't the most talent, he wasn't the most technically talented player, but he exactly what you're saying, a moments player. If Donahue did something big, it was worth more to you guys than yeah. Gooch or yourself clipping a score. It was like the crowd were in. Yeah. You were all in. He was like a, just an influencer team. We had a Connolly was our big one. No none of us knew what the fuck Connolly was ever gonna do. <laughs> but if he did something the hill would explode. Yeah. It's back to Crow Park again. <laughs> and it, but we would, fit, there's just players in a team that you will feed off and we would always be like, don't let Donahue do something. Yeah. But I'm actually coming at this from an interesting one because th- like those, Galvin, Declan, Gooch and Donahue were like our heroes and we yeah. got to play with them then. So you see them as these legends but then you see them as teammates and you kind of, you That's see that they actually carry it through. <laughs> it's a great experience. Yeah. So you, they actually yeah. live up, when they live up to that, they go up in your estimation even more. Yeah. So the second one that you're saying that is a, not a dodgy one, but you could argue, Galvin or Kilkenny maybe. Or Flynn. Or Flynn. Galvin, like, <coughs> Galvin. Galvin's back. was yeah. unbelievable. But, like, uh, I, in I, terms I, of getting the crowd involved. You know you're a Mercurial because you've Galvin and Connolly in who are both fucking Mercurial. <laughs> you can never rely on them. They do some magic stuff. But no, you can rely some... on Galvin. He was tough as nails. He'd do anything to protect you. Come up with a score. The best player ever under a break. Like, as in, he defined breaks. Yeah. And he had a good, cynical side. Teams, like. Great player. Let's have a look at Paddy's team one more time with his 11 dubs. Mark, Jeez, you had 11 carries on your team. Can I get... Nine dubs, six. Can I get your thoughts on Paddy's team here and what changes you'd make? Um, what changes I'd make? <laughs> I suppose the, I'd leave Trucks in there and I'd say we'd change the rest. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Would you have me in over you a cornerback? Would I have? No, do you know what? Henry, Henry. I'd actually, I'd take myself out of it. I throw no. Thomas Sullivan Ratmore oh, uh, in. I think he was absolutely incredible. Seven. Mike McCarthy uh, from from Kilcommon. My God, like I mean, he was so you, cornerback you talk, or centre back though. Play him anywhere. You you talk about like, and this is the beauty about it. You look back at the team. Say you look back at teams and how versatile are players. How can you yeah. put players in, in different positions? Seamus Moynihan could play any place between two and even twelve. 
He could. He he actually came on the zero four final in twelve. He was injured the, the, the whole year. Um, obviously, full forward, Glenflesk. <laughs> if you yeah, but obviously his his best position was in the backs. You see, mm. he was just incredible. What a leader! But just the way he read the game, he was brave. He was brilliant over his head. He was like I, I, when I started off in that Kerry team, I was number two. He was number three. I was like a sponge, just yeah. trying to learn everything I could from. And it was Paddy that said it to me. He said, "Watch that man." He said. Learn as much as you can from him. And that's what I would try and do, be it blocking down, be it his catching, whatever, whatever he was doing. So uh, he's in there. Mick, look, Mick Fitzsimons is a great footballer. Great footballer. And like in terms of man marking, he's, he's unbelievable. He's got eight All-Ireland medals. But Mark, uh, that's what I put him because a couple of dubs are on to be with this. Obviously, Philly McMahon is a, is a very popular Dublin player and was hugely influential influential for us at times Johnny Cooper was excellent as well but probably more in the Keane O'Sullivan role from the Dublin perspective Fitzy was our guy from within the team it was like he marked Gooch in 11 did a better job than I did um, but every time we played the biggest teams and like Fitzy had a year or two with injuries and he wasn't starting he came back he's won two or three all-stars since he was the man Fitzy were playing X, Y and Z and I tell you if Dublin played Kerry Later this year, he's, he's older than me. Fuck's sake. He, he'd be the man on Clifford. No, he'd get absolutely he roasted by Clifford. Say that again, James. But that's... But isn't that the... Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> uh, so you're giving Cliffy his, his dues now. But, but, where was he, but that's where why he, he'd have Fitz. Where was he yeah. this weekend? Was he injured? He's a bit of a knock, yeah. Okay. He was playing club football, wasn't he? He's only coming back. He, didn't, he didn't make he's the bet. Very, he's very quiet <laughs> about that one. <laughs> bit of a knock. But if, if, I, if you were saying... Because, Mark, you have the final say on this somehow in the fucking credibility of this team, Mark gets to pick it. Before you get to that, who are your three absolute nailed on? When this was sent to you, go, well, I'll tell you, he's in, he's in, and he's The in. one thing I'm going to say... Genuinely. You know, can, can you get the team up there again for a second? I'm just looking at... I'm looking at Paddy's team there. There's three fellas with blue jerseys that are Kerrymen. <laughs> Bernard Brogan, Brian Fenton, and Keno Sullivan. Wow. Now look, that's, that's uh, as they say, Shinshki, Lilla Paddy. But anyway. <laughs> what was that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, look, do you know, this is the beauty about teams. Whatever team you throw out there, it's all opinions. That's yeah. why, like... The all-stars down through the years, they're so controversial. They're not worth the bollocks. They're, 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 they're <laughs> controversial. What, they're there, there was a lot of... Um, we put this up on Twitter, and there's a lot of agreement over a few positions. Mark, cornerback yourself. But the half-back line, Tomas, James McCarthy, Jack McCaffrey. Nailed seems to be on. nailed on. Nailed that on for a lot of people. Be, yeah. Dara and Fenton in midfield seems to be everyone's... That just seems like the perfect balance in midfield. Yeah, you have yeah. Dara in the air, and Fenton as the modern midfielder. But Dara and, was only 6-1. No. And like... And um, probably the best aerially, the best aerially nearly ever. He was kicking the ability as well, James. I mean, yeah. if you were, if I was marking Gooch in training, or if I was marking Mike Frank in training, there was three fellas, and Minehan would have been further back. Say he would have been in the full back line. But if Tomas, Dara, Galvin uh, got the ball, you knew they were going to put it. Yeah, perfect yeah. inch mm. pass into the likes of Gooch so like what is their kicking ability as well isn't that the point we're making Mark it's not just every one of those players whether it's my team your team or whatever fuck you settle on later on <laughs> they can all they could all play and they're brilliant footballers they're hard as fuck they work their balls out for the team that team and even your team Jimmy was very heavy they would, ne they would never lose a championship match 
no one would beat them. No. And that's the la only the last 23 Did, years I, of the best of us and the best of you guys. It's so true. It's very difficult to pick it. I'd love to know what your full forward line would be as somebody who would have marked them in training and in the big days. My full forward? Do yeah. you, you want, uh, just give us yeah. an idea of it before, just um, go for it. Well, you see... A little teaser. The Gooch, the Gooch obviously, is, is nailed on for me. He's number one. You know, he's, he was just incredible. Like, he came in... You were, we were talking there about Gooch. He came in and he was only 18. 18, I remember his first game as a little Leash. Yeah, Division two final. Division two final, the hailstones that same day. But he was 18 and he was, I suppose, 10 stone. But, like, by God, could he mind himself? It was incredible. Brave, could catch a ball over his head, left leg, right leg. Yeah, he was just there. incredible. Um, so for me, Gooch is number one. Um, like, Donaghy obviously was, was an unbelievable footballer. I suppose, unfortunately, we have to bring a dub into it. I, I had some battles <laughs> with Bernard Brogan, mm. like incredible battles. Now, I was kind of going this way and he was still going that way 11 was was probably the one where it probably broke even 13 he definitely got the better and you know i was going downhill i was 36 my last day out actually wearing a Kerry jersey it was Is that the, 16 yeah t t 2016 it was the um the 100th anniversary of the league final the, the league final yeah, yeah. played you guys easter rising and uh it was the day of my birthday i was 36 i got absolutely cleaned from Bernard Brogan the same day and uh, the writing was on the wall then. But like, he was just a bit like that. He was left leg, he was right leg. And you know, I definitely believe this. When Pat Gilroy came in, should we, 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 Bernard would even say this, Joe, that his work rate completely changed. Uh, he was a hard worker off the ball then. You know, before that, he was, he was just a fella, maybe like the, the Ronaldo, who wanted to just to get the scores and not do the hard work. But afterwards, he was completely different. But that, so. that 2009 game, Thomas Willow was marking him and eats him. I don't think he touches the ball the whole game. 2009, uh, the, the yeah. Bat. yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. It was like, I know, like, but Tom Sullivan was reckless. Um, he was a, a, a David Clifford player. David Clifford has to get in as well. So Already? I think so. I think so. I know it's yeah. a stupid question. I mean, you say already, but he's there since 18. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So is it, Cliff, is Cliff in 10 he years was, time? What, what is he going to be like? The manager of that team. Well, look, I, the, look, the, only, that, thing I'll like, say, the, the only thing I'll say that, that like, you're talking that about a team here that Ooh. like you're looking at, say, who you have. And I go back to it. It's all about opinions. But the one thing I think that, like, I was on the phone today with Alan Brogan. The poor fellow was nearly crying when he saw the team. <laughs> <laughs> I have about eight missed calls <laughs> off. Yeah, he's like, what happened to this fucking team? <laughs> and he said, like, he said, not now, Alan. I'm he said, if Declan, Bro if Declan O'Sullivan is on that team before me, he said, it's a disgrace. And I said, listen, <laughs> I said, Declan O'Sullivan was the best centre forward I ever played with. No, he's a bit distraught above in Dublin. I'll give him a buzz after so show, see if he's okay. Do you know what but he started? Like, he started throwing Bernard under the bus and he's like, yeah. At least put me in ahead of Bernard. I was like, but can't do that I either, said, I said back to him, I said, else? Alan, you only played in one final. He says, you came on in 15, all right, you scored a great score. And uh, uh, he sent me on the score then that he kicked like in the final. <laughs> it's uh, a screensaver. But, uh, it does. <laughs> it's just on a loop. And, he, and he, every now and again, when things are kicking off between the two of us, he'll send on that score that he, that he got. <laughs> but like, the only thing I'd say about every player that's on this team, I think longevity mm. has to come into play. Mm. Can you do it year after year after year after year some of the players that are mentioned there like they've like the dubs now the, the, the eight All-Irelands that the dubs won a lot of those are in well, the space of like say nine ten years do you know like say 
you're looking at some, like say the likes of Moynihan, Dara, 15, but they've done it in the 19, 17, I'd say mine in their best years are probably for 17 years. 17 years for Kerry, you know. But you talk about longevity. What was it about some of you boys? Like, you have your joint record with Moss, 88 championship appearances. Pawdy had an unbroken record from the 70s through to the 80s of, of starting matches all the time. Dara as well. What are you drinking at in West Kerry? Guinness. Pints on you again. We drank a lot of milk. But what up. is it about that? Was it <laughs> <laughs> you were hardy, like. There's a, there's I don't know. I, about the longevity I don't know. Too. Maybe, maybe it's genes. But we drank a lot of milk growing up. We, we ate well. We, uh, we, I don't know. Sometimes I think you're lucky. You're just lucky with injuries. Do you know, that? I, I don't know. We're I talking really total know. shite there now. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like I think, I think Mark, he just, like, just defines sports science there. I have to say, from a Dublin perspective, yourself, Tomás, Dara, for you guys to play at that level for that long and this is a team competing to win the ultimate ultimate prize it's not in a smaller county where it might be a bit easier everyone's trying to get your spot and it's the same with some of those Dublin guys They're friends of mine but the respect I would have for someone to do it year on year mm. with the competition in the top counties of everyone wanting their jersey for decades and be the man is incredible uh, look, that's the only yeah, nice thing I'm ever going to say I, about you We're I, know, but I, go back to, now, I go back to it there is a bit of look involved my eldest brother, Fergal, he was captain of the Kerry Miners, um, tore his cruciate, got injury after injury after injury, probably more talented than any one of us. So, like, you know, you, you, you've, you've, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. I think of all of us, Dar was the only fella that... Actually, I missed a final as well. I missed a 15 final with a hamstring, even though I passed the fitness test the night before. I still wasn't put on, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but Dara... Dara um, Who was the 15? He uh, broke his metatarsal against Derry in 0-4 semi-final, so he missed okay. the 0-4 final. But other than that, we were very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. But, but I will say, Tom, in, say in this day and age, you look at Clifford, right, and you're looking at longevity. Like, for him, even I heard during the week, he's not on social media, which is so fucking important, because... There'd be fellas at him going, you are the greatest of all time. Like, how you soft that, you? that could be. How soft that could be for his... You set up a load of fake Twitter accounts yourself, <laughs> James, at James, James Dunham was flying today. So I could get the, the phrase yeah. off him, but no. But like, say, if he was to expose himself to that sort of coverage and attention, it could soften them a bit and kind of take a bit of longevity off them. Like, back in... In Mark's time, which is a very, very, very long time ago. Oh, no, media back then. Like, there, no was no, back then. there was no podcast, there was no social media. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that it was easier, but it's more intense now for fellas. And the fact that he's made that call to absolutely bow out of that scene mm. is definitely going to stand, yeah. in, in, stand the, him in good stead. The ability on. to focus. Yeah. Because of all the pressure on, like, you're talking about superstar GA players. Yeah. J.O. in the 90s Morris Fitz for you guys then we burdered Morris Fitz another player should be on Morris the team Fitz, well, he's kind of at the end of that but, but Cliffy now is like there's so much attention on him so much pressure and he's only a young fella do you know what I mean and for him to, to keep that level up he's delivering every single time he plays you'll see on Sunday again he's the key to carry for the next 10 years to do it it is incredible because it's so easy for young people to be distracted the only thing about that, he is, and he's going in the right direction, but from a carry point of view, you just be hopeful he stays injury-free. That's mm -hmm. the big thing. But isn't that the, the interesting thing with all the top teams this year? We've said it. I think for the All-Ireland race, I'd have three teams in the top bracket who genuinely win it. Dubs, Kerry and Galway. That's your order? 
No, I, th- I think it's so even between the three of them. I think the next tranche down will be Derry, Mayo, Tyrone, Armagh, maybe. I don't think they'll win it, but they could beat one of the big teams. But you usually the Razzies? Razzies are in the tier below that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but any one of those top teams, if Clifford gets injured, Khan, the impact it had for Dublin yeah. last year in the semi-final, take Shane Walsh out of Galway. It's so tight in yeah. this year's all That's why I think it's an incredible championship ahead. But it's no different. For, if Kerry lose Clifford, that's a catastrophe. But it's, you could say the same for any one of the other top teams. It's, the margins are so, so tight. That's, it's going to be an incredible eight weeks ahead. Before we head to the break, <clears throat> James, yeah. Mark O'Shea, when you broke into the Kerry team, you probably marked him a little bit. Yeah. You probably had that task. Tell me why he deserves to be in this team. Well, I, I, when I started with Kerry, I used to come in and it was all AVB games at the time. So once you hit the stadium in the summer, it was AVB, I'd say twice a week, Mark, was it? Like you pay an hour of football on your direct opponent every second night in training probably. Isn't it and every time little teams do that now? I couldn't believe, yeah. that's all we did. Match, I, I think match, it is match, a bit outdated now. And it probably for this fucking reason, I went so bad because I used to get a kick off Mark. And if I didn't have Mark, right, I'd have did. Tom Sullivan. And like, I was, what, 19, and I was being bait out to 60% of balls. I was getting frustrated. I wasn't playing with the club. The boys were half laughing at me. It was like so that like, clip we seen was, earlier in the underground. Yeah. <laughs> Same as Fionn Fitzgerald, yeah. But like, to have that experience of being absolutely out of your depth, yeah. It makes you it makes you accelerate your development because otherwise you're going to drone, yeah. and I, that did definitely did help me. But in terms of exposure to the best markers, possibly in the game between Mark and Tom, or, uh, Mark and yeah. Tom, like it was an unbelievable education. And I, I honestly don't think that any other team had fellas of that caliber. They always had extra bodies, but Kerry could just leave the boys at it and put pressure on the ball out the field and the boys would be fine. Did and you, it was some advantage. Did you think he'd make it? I did. I Look, I, 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 I get uncomfortable with that kind of talk, but I mean, I think James... James, you knew when James... You told me to say it in the green room before we came up. <laughs> and James... He's reading off a teleprompter here. When he came in, when he came in first, like, he was kind of like the cocky Tony, like, but we... we, no, we I knew, don't believe that. We knew there was the substance behind it and... Uh, you know, we we saw him with the Sam, and we saw him underage with Kerry. Uh, there was a minor blip, all right, against Cork, wasn't there? In the a record it, defeat, twenty yeah, points. There was, but like in oh, saying that, game. in yeah. saying that, yeah. like it was, we we knew that James was the real deal, and we were excited. Then the fact, like that, we had a player who could complement the Gooch. Do you know who could who could be there? Um, and like so good was James that Fitzmaurice decided to tinker with our system and put. Gooch out onto the 40, which which allowed us. And I mean, like that game against Dublin in 13, yeah, yeah. like the sequence of plays there where Dunica Walsh is involved, James is involved, Gooch is involved. Like, I mean, you'd be trying to teach players how to play the game. Lads, you laugh at this, right? That's heads up football, that, just moving the your, ball. Your goal, Gooch's pass, where he's soloing backwards, pops it into Dunica, I think, and pops it to you, and you score the goal. We spent, oh my, you fuck me. After that match, two weeks, hours on end at training, talking about Keno Sullivan was standing here 
and we'd pause it for about fucking two hours ago. You should be one step over. <laughs> and, we're, uh, and, and Cluck, I was in the background, you fucking should. I was like, oh my God, two weeks for that goal. We go, we won the fucking match. But uh, that's how much, that's how um, detailed we were about that system and stopping it. And you kind of just literally, I can't remember who said it, even Kev Mack or someone, just goes, that's one of the best things that's ever happened in GAA. Sometimes you can't defend it. And it was Gooch moonwalking backwards and still putting a pass through like a yard space to you, to a goal. And it was like, that's what we looked at you guys and so few people can do Petty, those things. Mikey Sheehy, he used to always say it like, you know, and he was the selector. He was, you could nearly say the forwards coach would carry. Mm. And he said like, if you have the likes of James, if you have the likes of Paul Galvin, if you have the likes yeah. of Gooch, you don't have to tell these fellas what to do with the ball. They're natural. They just do it. But getting back to the dubs and what Paddy is saying there is very insightful because, like, I had this chat with Paddy last week. They spent hours upon hours in, in you know, their attention to detail mm. on the opposition, on, on their own style of play, the defending. You know, we all heard, you know, where Mikko came in in the 70s and he just brought it to a new level. When, when, when Dublin came there they brought it to a new level. Like, they, they did, like, and geez, like, what they did was just frightening. And obviously, you know, you have to have the players to complement that. But when you have the players and you bring it to that, that attention level of detail, you know, you're going to win all Ireland. 100%. Um, really enjoyed it so far. Thanks, everyone, for being so attentive. It's great to have so many people here. And as some of you know, we do the pod every Monday with thanks to AIB. Um, they're proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship and they made this happen tonight in the Great Southern Hotel. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. So grab a pint, do whatever you want. And Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue and Mark Rochelle will be back out for a bit more. Welcome back to the Football Pod, live in the Great Southern Hotel, with thanks to AIB. I've got Twitter open here, lads. How's that going? Philly McMahon and Paul Flynn tagging you in a tweet earlier on. The dubs seem to have battened down the hatches after Glenn Ryan's comments the other day oh, about Crow Park being an advantage to the dubs. What do you reckon? Um, it probably is. It probably is an advantage to the dubs. Like, uh, I heard Glenn Ryan's interview and I thought that he was, uh, he was, I suppose, look, for, first of all, from Glenn Ryan's point of view, he was frustrated that they lost the game, okay? Um, they, it was a game that was there for the, for the taking. They didn't win it, okay? When you're interviewed straight after, there's obviously emotion and all of that, and, and you could see that. No, this look, was after you'd given Ben McCormick man of the match. It was, yeah. Five balls short into the keeper's hands. And I tell you, did you watch the second half? Did you watch the Did you watch the run around he gave John Small during the whole game? If you kicked five balls short into the Ooh. keeper's hand, would you think you get man of the match? Hey, come here, listen. Get it those glasses four, checked out. Four short. <laughs> uh, the whole production crew was like, it. "Is Mark drunk getting there?" Getting back to it, I think that you know, I could see where he was coming from. I could see that, you know, there was emotion in what Glenn was saying. Now, look, my point in the whole thing, and you see, I just think the home games for Dublin in Crow Park 
is unfair. And look, you see, the reason this whole thing is being spoken about is because Dublin are so exceptional. We have to understand that, okay? We have to understand that you're talking about probably the greatest team of all times, okay? But so, Mark, is it still the same Dublin? Are they not now a wounded animal? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because my first game with the Kerry Seniors in Croke Park was against the All-Ireland Champions Galway in 0-2. We hadn't played in Croke Park uh, for... The, it was the new Croke Park. Mm. Potty brought us up the night before. He managed to get us out onto the, the field in Croke Park. Now, you know, we had no National League game played in Croke Park. We had nothing played in Croke Park. And uh, Jesus, they're making some clatter down here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, so... <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> so my point is this, okay? If you're a young fella from Roscommon, if you're a young fella from from, you know, wherever it may be. Mm. Um, not a Leinster team, just a team maybe in Munster, Connacht or Ulster, and you're playing in your first National League game in Crow Park. It's like a daunting experience. There's a lot of young fellas playing with Dublin, getting their first chance, getting three or four league games prior to championship. I think that's wrong. Yeah. But, Tommy, my, my point on it is, Glenn Ryan came at that argument from a complete position of weakness like no no top manager would have given that complaint after losing by a point or two in a championship match do you know what I mean it, it comes across as we're making excuses it comes across as sour grapes that said there is a point to be made for it but he, he probably should have held it for a better time when do you make the point though when do you do it because it's been happening for years Me well, teams, Kildare teams going up to play the you might say it in the build up or you might say it he could have judged it better, but my point is, Crow Park, is, is, it's being sold a dud at the moment. You should only play in Crow Park when it's almost a sellout, when it's the, the full Crow Park experience, when it is colour and vibrancy and entertainment and energy. There's none of that when there's 20 or 30,000 in Crow Park. I, I don't option. think it should be... Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying. It should not be used at that stage. It should be used only when there is a lot. <laughs> oh, well, no, seriously, when there is when there is 60, 70 to 80,000 in it, which is not our semi-final or final. A Leinster final, fair enough. Apart from that, forget about it. I'm only laughing there. I wasn't laughing at you. The reason I'm laughing there is because <clears throat> the dressing rooms in Croke, in Croke Park, the Hogan Stand dressing rooms are twice the size of the dressing rooms in the Cusick Stand side. Mm. I'd love to know, Paddy. Paddy, did you ever go into the Cusick stand dressing rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Played a, a primary school final. Primary school final. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, primary game. No, I, I swear to God, and you la I don't fucking like Twitter, right? Uh, and I opened my phone today. The lovely round in Tralee with a couple of lovely Americans. Mark organised that. Come on, Mark. And uh, come off the course. My phone was fucking electric. I was like, I've never been this popular in my life. And it was on Twitter. And it was it. One was this team we were picking, and Donahue went off on one. So he tagged everyone in. And picked himself. Picked, of course. Yeah, not surprised. He didn't. Uh, he did. But to his credit, he picked himself as a sub coming on now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he picked it Very yeah. altruistic. Um, but I was tagged in a, in a, a this carry on about the dubs. I was doing the game live. Uh, we were having a chuckle off air about it um, on Sunday. I would categorically agree 
with the fundamentals of what Glenn Ryan was saying. I have played in these games for a decade. And I can guarantee you that Dublin players, coaches, are not in any way against moving these games out of Crow Park. The only game in the Leinster Football Championship that should be in Crow Park is the Leinster Final. No matter who's drawn against who, preliminary round, quarterfinal, semi-final. The decision is not made by Dublin. And that's the angle that's coming out on Twitter. And well, it's not. It's Leinster County who's not voting for it. Yeah. Yeah. Leinster Council and Crow Park decide this. I get why the Leinster Council wanted these games in Crow Park during the Celtic Tiger. When Dublin, I remember going to the Dublin game against Mead in the Leinster quarterfinal in 2005, and I'm sold out. 82,000 people. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. We were there on Sunday, Mark. Four teams... Dublin and Kildare, the two most populous counties for supporters, there was 30,000 people there. These games should not be in Crow Park. I agree with Glenn Ryan 100% on that. You start losing credibility when you start making an argument talking about fucking gum shields <laughs> and referees' decisions on a line ball, dressing rooms, and what I was tagged in today, uh, the music that is played on the tannoy. As if we have fucking DJ Spence up on the seventh floor. He's a dub. He's a dub. <laughs> but I'm no. being genuine here, right? And, and I'm being called out, and anyone involved in Dublin GA in the media are being called out for not supporting this or not commenting on this. I agree wholeheartedly the game shouldn't be played in Crow Park. Right? You've always been strong on that. Yeah, you have. I said it from day because I've played in these games. It's soulless. You ask any Dublin player mm. now playing, they'll agree. Okay. But this idea that Dublin have an advantage because the dressing room or the screen in Crow Park or the music that is played, you lose all credibility. Any rational human being understands that that is complete and utter nonsense. So the argument by Glenn Ryan, Glenn Ryan's a legend, right? Unbelievable. And Anthony Rainbow and Dermot Early and Johnny Doyle, Kildare's best ever players. But when you come out and add on to your initial argument, that type of stuff, you lose all credibility. That was my response to it on Sunday when I seen it. It was a rant. I called it a rant because it was. I don't think the game should be played there. And that, that game? That game should never have been played in Crow Park. We were there, Mark. It was nonsense. Port Leash. Well, you see, the thing about it, Paddy, the thing about it, right, they said there was 30,000 people in Crow Park. There wasn't even. There was 30,000 people went into Crow Park on that day. Second, the second, for the time that the second game was on, half the Offaly supporters Mark, and the Loud supporters had that? gone home. So Glenn's point was, if you think about it, what he was basically saying was, sure, these cr- they weren't here for this game mm. and the game is being put back. So you can understand that no, point. I agree with but Glenn. I know that, that I know that. 100%. But my question for you is this. Do you think you should be playing your National League games in Croke Park? No. Okay, yeah. Colonel so, Park. Yeah, well, like, I mean, my, the, my, best the reason I say that is because, like, if we were taking I've on played. the dubs in the National League, okay, like, I've played in games in Killarney, I've played in games in Tralee. Obviously, yeah. Fitzgerald Stadium is a bigger stadium. The atmosphere in Austin Stack Park, I think you'd all agree, is, is far superior for the National League game. For the National League game, you can't beat Fitzgerald Stadium for a Munster Championship game. But, Mark, what you're saying, we agree. If you ask any Dublin player... I played, in the, I remember we played fucking down, we played Roscommon. There was not even 10,000 people in Crow Park. It's soulless. It's no benefit to anyone. The best, we've said it on the pod for relentlessly for the last three years, 
the best competition is the National League game and the reason being those games. I remember those games against Kerry in the National League down the road or in Austin Stack or going to Castlebar or going to Bally Buffet or going to Oma. But the, the narrative around this and look, this is the it's easy though for shitstorm with Twitter that, that it's it like oh the dubs are doing this. If you ask any player I will guarantee you we want to play those games out there as well. The Leinster decided these games for the financial Eddie. gain that when there was 80,000 people there, the gate receipts were distributed among the counties of Leinster. Somebody that was the rationale. Those days are gone. When you played, when you played Leash, it was two weeks ago, the doctor was the busiest man when you passed the red cow because they were all getting nosebleeds in the bus. They weren't used to going outside Crow Park. <laughs> it, took, it took me three days to get to here. <laughs> But, but, like, but, yeah, but lads, I, I just uh, declare for this because we get a lot of stick over this, right? And I'm getting fucking hassled on Twitter. I don't like getting the rails and this type of shit. Like, I find this argument catastrophically boring. I'm not interested in it. I understand the game should not be there. Because anyone involved in Dublin GA, it shouldn't be there. It's not our bag. We're getting into the GA administration, Leinster Council, mm. Crow Park. It's their call. How in the God's name they can't make that call I don't know. Tommy, what's going to be, sorry for cutting across you, what's going to be interesting in the next few weeks? We're talking now about the, the, the All-Ireland series, okay? We still have the provincial finals to play. But in the All-Ireland seniors, in the championship, mm. you've got four groups of four. Like, you're going to play, I don't know what it is. Is it, is it whatever home amount of games? away in neutral. Home away in neutral, okay. First of all, after all these 20-whatever games, there's only going to be four teams gone for yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, after all of that, those three games, the home and the way and the neutral, we saw in the Super 8s, when that was there a few years ago, that Dublin had two games in Crow Park. Okay, so... Like, and Donegal brought a motion forward. Yeah. And, and it wasn't backed up by other guys. Yeah, but I think it the CCC came in afterwards. Uh, Whose fault know, is that? I know, I'm just saying, Paddy. I'm just saying. Paddy, we're not playing like, the dubs. Relax. I, I'm not, but it's what okay. I'm saying, Paddy. Relax. I'm outnumbered, lad. Paddy, will you get another point to Guinness out the, there for Paddy, please, for God's sake? The, I'm outnumbered. The, the point I'm making, Paddy, is that it's going to be interesting to see what will happen this year for the three games, the, the home, away, and the neutral. I think yeah, that's but the thing is, Paddy, hang on. Before you do yeah. like playing Crow Park, right, is an absolute privilege. And it's like... It's kind of a, a once a year or maybe twice a year kind of an event, right? I know fellas in this crowd who are unfamiliar with fields and they go in county league weekends to the opposition's field to have a look at it, to have a yeah. kick around. Do you know what I mean? And like that, that is to have a look at, the, at your surroundings, be familiar with them. The, Dublin are so familiar with the surroundings, more of playing National League, shitty Leinster Championship games. Like it is an advantage. Really, see, it is. I just think that we're losing, we're losing the kind of the image of Crow Park by not saving them for All Ireland semi-finals uh, and Leicester finals. The pictures are actually going to be announced tomorrow, and we'll know whether the Dubs get two games in Croker or just the one. And but is there going to be neutral <clears throat> games from other groups and in Crow Park? Because that's a waste of time, is it? I don't know. Well, I, we'll I, know tomorrow, I did the draw the other day, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they call us, they call us cute carry whores. Yeah. <laughs> so I slept in Croker from Sunday until Tuesday. Was <laughs> it was great. It was lovely. I did the draw. I was pulling out the fucking thing. Larry McCarthy, the president, was sat beside me. I was like, Fuck, Larry, this is not going to go well. Pulled out Kildare and Dublin in the same pot. Kildare are doing up Newbridge. So that's not available. Yeah. And I was like, 
within that much. You're on a tight leash when you're doing this draw, lads. They have the media behind the thing. Don't you fucking say it. And I pull out Kildare and I was like, fuck, they'd probably do neutral in Crow Park, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think Larry McCarthy was looking at me, don't open your fucking... <laughs> Uh, uh, Talking about the football, right? And we won't linger on the dubs. Kerry are going into Munster final this weekend, and Jack Connor has just named his team, so I'll go through in a minute. They're playing Clare in the Munster final. It's in Ennis. Oh no, sorry, wait. Kerry wouldn't play the game in Ennis. It's in the Gaelic grounds this weekend. That's because Clare never agreed to play home venues. Oh, you're on your high horses now, lads. Should but play you, that you one can't just decide a week before the game. Oh, hang on, we'll make it more even. We'll put Clare at home. Mark, looking at. Dublin at the weekend and the manner in which Kildare in ways had that game in their hands James rightly or wrongly described them as Spursy at the weekend <laughs> that they should have delivered they didn't what's a worse insult Mercurial or Spursy <laughs> Spursy Spurs, probably yeah. is yeah. Kerry Spurs Frank Lampard Kerry going into play Clare this weekend is there a chance it could be undercooked and Clare who have won two championship matches already two tight championship matches against Cork and Limerick are going to be ready to rock <laughs> um <laughs> Answer look, that honestly, yeah. Mark. The, say what you said in the green. Look, what I will say is, <laughs> Paddy, Paddy tipped the, the dubs to be clear by 20 points last Sunday. So, <laughs> remember that. Yeah. Anyway. I have on the first night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but look, to get to it, Kerry should be, of course they should be beating Clare well. You saw the under-20s. Um, Clare brought it to extra time. Mm. Look, you would expect. Clare should Kerry, won it too. Yeah. yeah. Colm Collins has done an un- incredible job. Uh, in Clare an incredible job um, the game is on in Gaelic rounds you'd, you'd actually anytime we ever went up to Cusick Park geez, it was always a tough game you know be it if you were marking David Tuberty or Michael O'Shea got be good to him they were two fantastic players mm. like that you'd really you knew you were in a battle they always had great players down through the years uh, at the minor at the under 20 match there in Tralee the last night I was watching McNamara in the middle of the field yeah. Oh my God, what a footballer. And even the last play of the game, when the ball, long diagonal, I know Kerry were five points up, long diagonal ball into him, and the strength, how he went up for the ball, like incredible fielding. So it'd be, it'd be great to see um, Kerry getting a challenge like that. Like, uh, getting back to it, uh, Paddy, I've said this to you, I, like, I think it's really going to bring on Dublin that they got that challenge from Kildare. Dublin aren't, from, gonna, yeah. Yeah, Dublin aren't yeah. going to be that bad again. You'd expect Kerry to get a challenge as well, you know, from Clare. There's no doubt that, they, that they're going to get a challenge, and especially the way the game has gone and the way players are, you know, playing so defensively, catching teams in the counter. So from that point of view, there it is going to be a good game. I don't see it being the, the 10, 15 point. What I was disappointed with from a Kerry point of view was the last day. Bar the penalty... There was no goal-scoring opportunity for Kerry. I want to see Kerry creating more goal-scoring opportunities. Like, I mean, Dublin went down to Leash, and how many goals do they have in the first... You know, so, like, like we need to be creating more goal-scoring opportunities. And I think if we do that... Mark, in defence of Dublin and Kerry, the reality is this this new structure, and all teams are trying to find their way, figure this system out. It's relentless now from... There's a provincial finals, but then from the 20th of May, it's week, 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 week. Teams are probably timing their run a little bit. The, the reality is Dublin in the Leinster Championship, Kerry in the Munster Championship, have time to, yeah. even see with the team selections, they're not at the pitch of it yet. And for, for Kerry in Dublin, I mean, we've played in games like this. We all have where we are winning this game. By hook or by crook. And we're all humble and we're all taking the opposition, all that stuff. We are going to win this game. And that... Was feed in. 
It does, yeah. It does. Is that not, and dangerous? Not, a, Is that not dangerous, though? I use finding those. In certain games, it's not, Tommy. You don't want it to, but like, see the reality is, Kerry have, will have this against Tip a couple of weeks ago. Are you, you can't read into these games. Are you telling me, Kerry, that's the level they're at playing Tipperary? If that was a different team? Tipper on the slide into the Exactly. Before, yeah. The reality for me is that you look at the, the bookies. The bookies rarely get it wrong. Okay. The, you look at... Well, they got Mead wrong. They had Mead 8-15 against Athlete. Yeah, I there did. You go. They got Jeez. that one wrong. But I said rarely. You know, rarely. Um, <laughs> the, the, There's my one Mead mention of the night. Sorry. Anyway, Can't like, believe you brought they, Mead in. They said, they said, like, you look back, you look back over the course of history. Obviously, the big one was 92, Claire. You look back at Leitrim, 94. In the yeah, Leitrim, 94. John O'Mahon's in charge of him. Legend. Like, you see Tipperary a few years ago uh, winning, you know, obviously COVID uh, year. So, like, the, the, the reality is, is Carrier more than likely strong, they're going to win this game. But it's what I want to see from Kerry is how they're going to set up Tommy. You know, I mean, for me, obviously, David Clifford is coming off the end of a, such a long year, mm. himself and Paddy, with Fossa and with, uh, you know, you've Shawnee O'Shea, who's on that, back. There's players Matt, coming back. Should David Clifford have been given the National League off? I thought it was soon to bring him in. Yeah, I think so. I, well, like, I was so I mean, surprised look, at that. We had this conversation last week, myself and yourself, about Derry and Conor Glass and how he was catapulted straight in. Yeah, I, I just, a few days after winning the All or the, losing the All Ireland Club final, right? And they won you, it, but then. Yeah, but you saw, you saw the injuries that he had. Dubs, Crow Park thing kicked it. You saw the injuries that he had after. He tore his hamstring. Hamstring has been... He, he was yeah. good last week, in fairness. And he Roger seems, good. To, he he seems to have been out of it. But I, I do, I definitely think... But uh, if, 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 if Cliffy but, got the, the league off, like, we were in danger of relegation. No, nah, you... Like, I, I know, okay. But I don't think from day one, Kerry were going to be shite in the league. They'll win their home games. Okay. They'll be grand. But Darren Roach is playing corner forward. He broke his hand. You think, they, so, you think they need a cliff to stay up? I think that Jack O'Connor definitely was worried at, at times in that league. I'm yeah, telling you. Oh, no, I was. agree with you, James. I agree with he you. Was, he was. He was. He was. He he Paddy on against Monaghan. Paddy yeah, got the goal. No, Jack was did make the point. The, 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 yeah, runner. but to Jack's credit, Jack made the point that, like, there'll be plenty of times to give these fellas rests during the year. And in fairness to Jack, you know, he has the experience as a manager. Yeah. To, to but he left of, Clifford and I have no doubt. game against him. I know, but I've no doubt in the last few weeks, I, you know, we're not in there, we don't see. I'd imagine those fellas are getting their breaks. They have to. Because, I mean, they're going for 24 months now. And it's, it's a long, it's, it's a long... It's uh, insane. You know, yeah, it is. <laughs> but Tommy, we played, we played, Mark, you probably playing, in 16, we played Clare away in Ennis. Do you remember Dunica was sent off in the first half? I don't remember that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> right, story over. The memory is fading, you know, to be fair, you are getting on. But yeah. it was... It, it could have been 17, maybe. No, it was 16. No, I think I, I remember 16. somebody's... Mark, I didn't realise it was Mark. It was now. 16. You come on that day in the 48 minutes. Uh, it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You were straight from a night out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wrong person. That was my. That was the last year. Yeah, I was coming on. I was coming on that year, unfortunately. But not, we not making much of an impact though. We might we, to that. we were in trouble for a while, but that was in. But you were down at half time, no? 
We are down at half time. You got a jammy goal. That's Dunnick why I came sent on, off. I think. Don't get sent mm. off. And it, like. Morris that's why I came on. Lazarus. came into the restroom. This was a way to clear. Morris I know if in. Morris, I wasn't there. Morris, I, Morris came in the year after I was gone. Okay, but you weren't there, so unfair. See, I told you, I, I, I didn't remember it. So you were on a night out. But Morris came in and gave us like this unbelievable rousing speech. Like Morris fit? Yeah. All right. As in, lads, we're in Ennis here. We're, our, we're backs against the walls. Get your shit together. And only for that, we would have probably been beaten by Claire with 14. We, just, we were down at halftime and beat them by the end with 14. It was an unbelievable win at, at the time. Did he do that often? He was very good for, yeah, he was very good for, for getting the troops together and pulling us in and, yeah. and giving a rousing speech. But my, my point is that if Kerry do take the eye off the ball or if a red card or a black card or a series of events go against them, that like, this can be another kill, or kill their Dublin, but at the okay. same time. Okay. Who's the, other, the other point to that is, and I've seen it by, by Kerry this weekend, there's Kerry... There's fantastic Kerry players, right, who were released to play with their clubs last weekend and the weekend before. Like, they are fighting tooth nail to get back into that starting team. Mm. It's almost an insult, like the cornerback thing, to be sent off at this time of year, to be sent back to your club, oh, get a bit yeah. of form and That's lowest of the low. It is. So those to go back to the club. are going to be really making sure that if they get any few minutes against Clare that they're going to be on it. We're running out of time here at the Football Pod Live at the Great Southern Hotel. We are going to come back to the to the team and get Mark to settle on a couple of changes here. Oh. As I mentioned earlier with thanks to AIB, we have a pair of tickets to give away to the Monster Final, two pairs of tickets. So we're going to pick them after the show, the winners. But if you want to be in the mix to win them, we'll give you 30 seconds. Catherine's going to be going around with the mic here. If you grab her attention, let her know who you want to put into the team and we'll give you 30 seconds on the mic to try and convince the boys <laughs> to put them in. I'm just going to go through the Kerry team for the weekend. So Catherine's going to walk around there. Just try and grab her while we're chatting here. Um, Chase, there's a big crowd, isn't there? The Kerry team for the weekend. Shane Ryan's in goals. Dylan Casey, Jason Foley, Tom O'Sullivan, the full yeah. back line. So Casey's coming in to start. Yeah. Uh, Graham O'Sullivan's five. Tyke Morley, six. Gavin White, seven. Jermaine O'Connor and Jack Barry in midfield. Darren oh, Moynihan, right. Sean O'Shea and Paddy Clifford in the half forward line. Tony Brosnan and David Clifford. Paul Ganey in the full forward line. Full whack, there was a yeah. bitter chatter after the game the last day that David Clifford didn't score from play. He kicked two frees. He laid on points. There wasn't that huge, <laughs> you know, pressure on him to score. You faced him as a strike manager last year. How do you set up to stop David Clifford? Oh, geez, I don't know where. Uh, trying to stop is that's like trying to keep the the tide out. Um, he's uh, look. He's he's incredible. He's he's David Clifford. Sorry, lads. Mark's um, giving away some inside secrets here. Can you just... No, do you know what? Um, yeah, I was, I was with Listry last year, uh, the last three years, and, like, I really loved my time there. Uh, fantastic lads back there. You know, even starting from the chairman to the secretary, Jerome and Anthony, and even the players, like, they're so driven. You know, and, like, I mean, every year, in fairness, we were, we were lucky, but every year we made gains. And the, my... Do you know, the biggest thing for me was... And I think when I look back in it, we had beaten uh, Fosse last year, mm. or sorry, two years ago. Then we beat Fosse last year. And I just said to the lads, when we beat him in their own pitch last year, I said, Jesus Christ, I hope we don't play these lads again because the, the, the bonds are about, they're, they're going to beat us at some stage. And like credit to Listry, my God, they fought in their backs in the final. And I, I go back to Tommy, like, you're so unlucky with certain situations. I spoke about all our finals, yeah. that the luck isn't with you. 
like you know Lestrade's two best players you could say Ronan Buckley and Rory Murphy were gone off the field uh, towards the end of the game especially when you needed them and then Paddy and David and like our full back who used to always do brilliant on on David he he got a yellow card uh, Paddy Lahan so like straight away then when he had the yellow the boys sensed it and they just went they went for it you know for David went from Ah uh, well, like you know, he took him on a good few times, but in fairness, you know, you know, it's that's what you're going to do if you see a fella get with a yellow card. But I suppose, you know, you're you're going to try and nail down Paddy, nail down David, go to the nearest point of danger, get get two or three fellas to help out. It's never going to be a one man man show, you know. And like I mean, the Stryfellas did absolutely brilliant, but you're talking about one of the greatest players, you know, that's played, you know. So it's like I said, it's it's, it's like trying to keep the tide out, and especially then when you get him into Fitzgerald Stadium, you know, where he he kick points for fun. Yeah. So look, it it was I I loved my time with Lestrade, fantastic club, and you know what, the way they're going, I think they have a great chance of, of continuing on the, the, and winning this year, hopefully. So look, but look. He's just incredible. You said it's, earlier, good players don't have quiet games twice in a row. Yeah, well, in the, in the, funny enough, in the, the game that we played him in Fossa, there was a, he had a chance, I think, to kick the equaliser and it was a close one in. You put your house in it for him. So he came, he, like, he came, what I'd say, with, with Venom for the final, you know, and look, it was, look, from a Fossa point of view, they went down, they won the All-Ireland and it was great. And I'd imagine that would give the Lestroy lads you know, the impetus yeah. now to drive uh, on. Are we going to touch on Paddy Clifford giving the best speech in the history of GAA? Seems we're there. The Golden Nugget's probably within arm reach, is it? <laughs> we're not going to the Golden Nugget after, James, are we? Not tonight. What's that, the Golden Nugget? Not no, tonight. There's a trek out there now, to be <laughs> okay. fair. Okay, okay. Uh, so you mentioned luck with management, and we're going to get to the team now in, in a minute, but like, Tomas obviously had a close shave with the Clare the Claren- the 20s yeah. there, and they're facing Sligo now in the All-Ireland semi-final, down and Kaler on the other side. Were you talking to him that week after it? I was, yeah. Yeah, he was, you know, delighted to get out of jail. Um, you know, when you when you have a close shave like that. But the thing about it is, you look back at the, the Clare Miners three years ago, excellent Clare Miner team three years ago. So, like, I mean, these fellas are obviously coming. You know, you, you have teams that come like that. And... I, I don't know, was there much difference that they, they made? Mm. They tinkered. The one thing that they did do against Cork, they got a great start. So, mm. I mean, it's it's great that that they got that start because it, there was a bit of fluidity about their play. But with underage football, it's very hard to say what way it's going to go. Yeah. Do you know, Sligo have won two Connacht's on the bounce now. Their senior team are showing a bit of momentum. Obviously, they, they're coming in the easy side of the draw, the senior team. But if you have a situation where you've got, like, the counties buzzing, that creates a bit of, you know, a bit of furore. And, you know, it's, you'll have a huge crowd at that. So uh, our grandmother as well is from Sligo, so it'll, a bit of extra, um, you know, from Ketcha in, in um, So she's, like, it's, it's, that's, that's huge, you know, and, like, it'll be a good game. But it, like I said, you don't know how these games are going to go. But with, the, with the 20s, like, it's so close to, you think it's so close to senior, you think this, <laughs> these fellas are going to go straight in, but like the difference in physicality and everything oh, yeah. is, Speed. is absolutely Speed huge. of the game but is. The, the, yeah, the 20s, they need to be enjoying it. They need to be not afraid to make a mistake. They need to be able to kick the ball, turn it over in the, in the opposition half. It has to be, you know, kick it away and win it back, kick it, kick it away, win it back, and play this all gung-ho football which Kerry you are playing I saw, I saw the night against Cork to get everyone back he was like blanket, he wasn't, blanket, he, wasn't. Blanket, he was play, they were playing an expressive 
game of football where you could tell that they were enjoying it and enjoying being involved. Sometimes you think, we'll get a great manager involved there, and it's like, we'll watch video after video at under 20, <laughs> and you're doing tactic after tactic. Under 20 should be playing ball Enjoy. expressively. And I can James, see it. There's, there's some lads in that 20s team. It's happening in minors, James. And like, Paddy, we were at the game there. Like, Jesus, like, the, we, Paddy and myself were above an ohm at the weekend. The Tyrone minors were playing in the, oh, the, the game before. And I think it was 8-17. They were playing Antrim. Yeah. The Tyrone minors beat Antrim 8-17 to two points. So Antrim like, could have Antrim were playing the blank at the fence. And we were looking at <laughs> so, I'm almost certain that's not the answer. <laughs> Mark was fucking Twitter and everything. They don't be tweeting that. No, I wasn't tweeting. I can, t- I can assure you that. <laughs> but but you, do you know, on, on that point about, because I watched, I thought Kerry were very good against, you went to the game. Up I was at the end, part three. I thought were very good. That young full forward is a bit of my... Will Shine, Legion man. Yeah, is he? Oh, yep. that's you fucked. Um, <laughs> but um, but I, I watched the game and, and we were chatting about, obviously, with Tomas being in charge, that they struggled to be clear. You think... Kerry being poor against Tip the Dubs the other day as well. Like, there's no harm in that. You'd be amazed how many times a team that goes on and wins the All Ireland getting a kick in the hole mm. early in the championship and getting away with it. Does he? No harm because I guarantee you, Kerry after after the Tip game, Jack would have had the boys sitting down. I fucking over the fact Desi Farrell with the Dubs after last Sunday, be sitting down and a few home truths. It's great if you can play poorly, win. And there's serious lessons to be learned, yeah. um, and it's it's very common. It narrows the focus. For the twenties, Kerry are probably favourites for it. Good friend of mine is a Clare coach, buddy of mine, Brian Flanagan. They'd be in the mix as well. Good but team too, yeah. Yeah, it's a get a little little speed bump along the way isn't always the worst thing, and I and I think I'd expect a big performance from Kerry on Sunday in the Gaelic Crowns. We're going to segue over now to our team of the decade and the big reveal. You're going to make your decisions. We actually have a question from the crowd, Eamon Breen. Um, I think he, he wants to have a word here, Catherine, so is Eamon good to go? I, I uh, Sorry, Tom Walsh is my name, but I think Eamon oh, Breen... <laughs> Not even <Are> close. <laughs> Eamon Breen should be on the team, in my opinion. I was expecting uh, his shoulder there for a second. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tom. <laughs> You'd always see it coming from Eamon anyway, in fairness. But, sorry, I will stand up. Um, but I think there was too many O'Shea's in the team, so I thought there was, there was room for a knock. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll meet you for a point after. Maybe on a serious note, Aidan O'Mahony probably is one person that uh, is, is omitted, and uh, he marked uh, some of the best forwards. Without a doubt. Listen, that's the, the Jack Eanes team now, you have to remember, okay? So, like, yeah. I mean, when, the team I played with, I mean, we had Dermot Murphy in goal. There was myself... Mike McCarthy, Tom O'Sullivan, Tomas, Seamus Moynihan, Aidan O'Mahony. You had Dara, you had Scanlon, Kirby, Griffin. Tommy Griffin in the middle field. You wouldn't get much change now out of that, I can tell you. And Aidan O'Mahony, the one thing I'll say about Aidan, any day, the big day that yeah. he took to the field, and like none more so than the 2014 final. James, you were there for that. Like, you know, yeah. he did it with McDonald in 06. Kieran McDonald. Scored against the Dubs. He, he, he was possibly the reason yep. Dublin beat Mayo, uh, or Mayo beat Mayo Dublin beat in the semi final in 0 06. Mahoney kicked two points off him from centre back. Um, in 2014, the night before the final, we had a meeting, and uh, Mahoney told us inside in the meeting, he said, Listen, he said, I'm marking Murphy tomorrow. I'm going to do my job. 
I'm going to beat Michael Murphy. Once everyone else inside in the room here does his job, we'll win the All-Ireland. So for me, if you have a player like that that'll go through the wall for you, you'll win a lot. What's it like in the room when he says that? Oh, jeez, you could hear a pin drop. Mm. It's yeah. unbelievable. We used, to, we used to end up to have to have the meetings earlier because, Jesus, like, <laughs> you, you wouldn't sleep at all. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. We jump out of your know, skin when we, we, into the meeting. You'd, you'd nearly we, play the game then, do you know? But. Mark, we, were the exact same, we moved our meetings from to two days before. Yeah. Honestly, the, the Fridays, because lads would be coming out and you'd fucking nearly crash the car driving home. You're like, <laughs> shaking. But, but on that point, and I'm, I'm glad you asked, right, because a bit of, bit of crack, obviously, picking this team and, and some brilliant players. But we, we were chatting earlier because it's fucking impossible, lads. The 15 guys, whoever Mark settles on, whoever it is, are legends of the game. Mm. We've left out about, fit, not counting myself and Jimmy, uh, probably a hundred legends of You must be the only fellow who calls him Jimmy. Jesus, I've never heard it before in my life. <laughs> the dub hell. But, but, but genuinely, for the, the, the players that are Aidan O'Mahony's one, uh, Alan Brogan laughing, Rory O'Carroll, these guys, like, I didn't have Dara in. The, the, over the last 23 years, our, both our counties, there are some incredible players, unbelievable players, and the, the tradition that both our teams have against each other. It's probably why there's a, a big crowd here tonight and this started 50 years ago with Dublin and, and Mikko and Heffel. We were always very conscious of playing Kerry, what it meant, what it represented and we would have been the most unemotional team in the history of the fucking GAA. We didn't go in for any of that stuff but we knew what it meant playing, representing Dublin and playing Kerry and the guys that whoever we mark decides to pick or you guys pick to just to be a part of it for us is a privilege to be here tonight as a dub with all the Kerry lads from my own point of view I was delighted to be here as well but the players over the last 23 years the success you guys had in the noughties we had in, in the teens and it's got to go on for decades and decades and decades and what a brilliant thing to be a part of I think so we actually have a text in here from Kieran Donaghy <laughs> block that delete that Make it 26. He doesn't Tommy. talk much. What's he to say now? Make it 26 <laughs> or there'll be war altogether. So, Mark, let's have a look at Paddy's team one more time. Oh, jeez. Can you make a couple of changes for me? And we're vetoing you switching yourself out from two. No, Mark happened. is in. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, uh, That's yeah. happened. I'd have Tom O'Sullivan. I'd have Tom in at cornerback. Thought he was like, when he, now, Tom used to kind of tune out a lot. Like, he used to like, <laughs> the, he used to, like to go for a few pints and rap more and places like that. But when he was tuned in, by God, he was like, you see the thing about Tom, that he had it over, he had it over me, he had it over anyone else, was just his pace. He could start behind his man. And by the time the ball would get in, he'd be out ahead of his man. Like, just phenomenal. That was like me, Mark, and Darren O'Sullivan that time. What's that? That was like me, Mark, and Darren O'Sullivan that time. <laughs> Can't yeah. beat raw pace. Um, Tom, yeah, so I'd have, I'd have Tom in the corner. Are we settling on the half-back line? Because we don't have much time here, so I'm going to move you on to the We'll settle on the half-back line. Um, Tomas, are we going with... No, we're not going with Kino No, no, no. Where's Mark's team? Is Mark's no, team? No, no, no. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll go with Tomas, we'll go with uh, James McCarthy, and we'll go with Jack McCaffrey. Okay. Again, I'll go with James McCarthy. He's versatile. He play, I mean, Tommy Walsh went in full forward. In, was it the drawing of the replay? Mm. James McCarthy was Fuck able to back. go back, follow him back. It just showed how much like, they were worried about him in 19. So I'd have James center. Look, he's, he's eight dollars the medals. What can you say? Jack McCaffrey's back. He, he hasn't lost any of the pace that he had. <laughs> um, phenomenal player. 
I'd have Dara and Brian Fenton. Um, you must have been cuckoo putting James McCarthy midfield ahead of Dara. Um, <laughs> I'd have the half forward line. Is Dara I'd here tonight now? Am I safe? Don't know. <laughs> You're lucky he's not here. I'll tell you that. Um, the half forward line. Okay, like, I mean, Morris Fitz retired in 0-1, so mm. for me, yeah. he was, and I, I include anyone in this, the most skillful footballer I've ever seen in my life. Any man that can kick a ball 45 yards out off the right and the left. Were you, were he you was still the most skillful when he was selector in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, where, where, he was kicking sideline. Were we all in Turles that day? Were you on the squad? You weren't on the squad, were you? Actually, funny enough, I was sitting I was with behind. my dad, um, Gabby Guttum, and... Uh, I was on the, the training panel and there was only 24 on the panel yeah. at that stage and Tomas nearly put sending Connell into the stand yeah. and he was yeah. sent off and oh, uh, thank you. for the first my, my father was very upset about the whole thing and I was upset for a minute or so and then <laughs> I said Jesus Christ this is my chance now I'll be in for the honor <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, I got in for the honor in the semi-final uh, against me to Jesus that went well what a baptism of fire wow. uh, no I wasn't playing I was on the bench but uh, like you know hospital the white, it, it was the white jerseys wasn't it? I think actually Tom O'Sullivan broke his draw the same day uh, Tomas but, but, were you on the squad in Turles for the game I wasn't the, on the squad. I wasn't on the, the, the official 24. Never, my brother was the fucking sap standing in front of Morris Fitz waving it. <laughs> I was like, we were just giving him the fucking runway for the point. He gave, right? he gave a lovely line. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but I remember but I was at it. What? I, that's what an incredible. Incredible. And, and again, Petty, you go back to like a full stadium. That was a full stadium. Do you know oh, what I mean? An, an incredible, incredible occasion. Two weekends. The, oh. the, but look, I suppose we can't, we can't have Morris in there for, for the simple fact that he had a cameo role with Kerry in 0-1. 0-0, he had a huge role coming off the bench and yeah. you know, it was a huge controversy. Yeah, a huge controversy in Kerry that he wasn't starting that year, you know. And, um, so look, I, I left him out um, so your half forward line half forward Declan has to be on Declan's in yeah. who's Declan. 10 sorry who's 10 because I missed that Galvin and Connolly I'd have to I, yeah I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Galvin uh, I had Connolly in initially I'm going to take him out <laughs> and okay. I'm going to put um, shambles like. I'm going to I'm going to put Kilkenny in okay why oh. is that because I think Kilkenny is just like I go back to it longevity Connolly was in and out of course Connolly had more skill they do what he could do with the ball. But I mean, if you, I'm talking about a, a game that yeah. if you want to, to take to a t uh, the field with a team that's going to yeah. win the game for you, you watch every single part of, of Kilkenny's game. Mm. He's just phenomenal. He's, he's, he's an incredible player and you have to have, a, you have, to have we, flexibility Mark, with your in, team. Well, I forget what year, I think it might have been 16, the year of Goff. Do you remember when Peter you Crowley... You always ref. blame the ref. the ref. You always blame the ref. I blame Goff. Kev nearly killed Peter Crowley at the he last. He literally yeah, nearly killed Peter. Yeah. But Off we we had meetings about Connolly that year about how to stop him, and he got ten shots off from play. The point he got off. No, the he left. didn't. He didn't score ten. But to actually put yourself in a position to kick ten shots, yeah. like even if you miss three or four there, to keep kicking. Lads, like, like I just lads, uh, our team right, for fifteen years, and we will have some of the best players that ever played the game in that team. Every single one of us, Clucko, Burno, any of the Macker, any of the best lads, Dermo was like, we were in awe watching them train. But you left, them out. You left them out. 
Yeah, for exactly what Mark is saying. Genuinely. Because Are you happy? it wasn't as consistent. He only won two All-Stars. And it was like I the go talent he had, I would have, you could hang your hat on Flynn and Kilkenny yeah. more. For, for pure skill, Connolly was. Okay. I, I think yeah. what Galvin did Incredible. in 09, after the year that he had in 08, he was captain of Kerry. My God, like if anyone knows Paul Galvin, they know how passionate he is. Mm. He's an incredible character. To have that taken away from him, um, you know, it was Had huge for him. He comes oh, back yeah. in 2009 and he wins Footballer of the Year. And in my view, he actually played better in 2010. Yeah. Uh, the games, he came off the bench in both the draw and the replay, Cork, in Killarney and Parky Cueve. My God, the kicking. Like the, that was actually the most unbelievable performance. Uh, he, he, was, came he, on, was, he was he incredible came, he came in those games. He came on the first games. half in Parky Cueve where yeah. Kerry and no. Cork were so tight. And he won every break and kicked past every possession. Unfortunately, he left his finger inside Noan Cadigan's mouth, which meant that was, he was out for that the quarterfinal. An, an accidental yeah, finger. Yeah, so he, he, himself and Tomas were missing for the quarterfinal. But yeah, I'd go but with even Galvin. The way, the way he riled up the Cork Road. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. The oh, Cork Road weren't fans, weren't they? Was in, Noel O'Leary. And of all, Noel O'Leary and yeah. Galvin, yeah. Of all the strong characters he had back then, was he one of the standard setters? Oh, he would be, yeah. I mean, we played our man 0-6. And, like, you know, when you had a fellow like Paul, I remember, like, Kieran McGeaney was out in the middle of the field that day. Big, strong man, Kieran McGeaney. Galvin went out there. He, he was actually manhandling. Galvin used to, you know, he used to be at home watching the TV. He'd have arm weights in his hand. And <laughs> you might laugh, but, like, he was ahead of his time. And, and the reason, I don't know which one of you said it, he was the best man to win a break he'd go in there with his arms and he'd actually pull the ball um, from you like yeah. he'd snatch it from you and you know you know he was just incredible at what his, you know what he did off the field do you know what, do you know what Calvin used to do in the dressing room do you remember he before the game oh we weren't big into weights at the time it must have been 2010 2011 he put Mike Quirk on his back and squat him <laughs> I swear to God, he do a set, oh God. He do a, tell you he do a set of eight, and, I said, okay. and Mike could tap him and go, good set. He's had enough, wrap this think, up, this is the sound of it the first. At least Mike Kirk was good for something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, going back to it. Wow, going back we're we're going to have to wrap this up, lads. There's yeah. a lawsuit coming in. He was, uh, he was phenomenal. Just a quick one before oh, we go. Great man, oh, yes. Uh, Pat the bag asked myself and Galvin to go up and get um, just go up to O'Neill's and pick out a bit of gear for the championship ahead so what year is this this was the year Paul was captain so I said I'd tag along oh, and um, we went up but the week the week previous I had been in Dublin uh, with my uncle Paddy he brought me into a beautiful steakhouse Jesus Christ but anyway um, <laughs> we, we went up anyway and uh, we, we went in and we, we picked out the, oh yeah so Paddy Russell, the referee, Paul threw the, ref the, the notebook out of Paddy's hand. So it was only myself in the bag going up to Dublin. But Paul was gone for the year. Uh, up we went anyway. We did our business on the Long Mile Road in, in O'Neill's. We had a bit of time to kill before the plane down. The bag says, we'll go into town, we'll get a bit of lunch. She says, do you know any good place? She said, yeah, I've one good place there we, we could go to. So uh, in we go to Shanahan's on the Green. <laughs> It's a five-star steakhouse. In we went anywhere for lunch. Two steaks cost 60 euros each anyway. So I tell you, we, we had a good day out in Dublin anyway, and we got our flight down and our bellies were full. But uh, <laughs> County Board picked up that tab, thanks be to God. <laughs> <laughs> Full forward line, Mark, before we wrap, 
Ah, uh, well, look, I mentioned that at the start. Gooch is, Gooch is nailed on. My and just number. to mention, we left off Footballer of the Year, Dar- Michael Darren McCauley. Hasn't got much to mention. Footballer of yeah. the Year, Alan Brogan, who you gave a bit of a slag into earlier. And I think he's still WhatsApping you there. And a Footballer of the Year beside you here in James. Uh, in all, Joe, I, I'm, we're joking here tonight with lots of things. But can I just say about Alan Brogan? There was a few years there where he was absolutely unmarkable unmarkable and like if you went out I remember Jack O'Connor told me one year he says you, you keep this fella to three points he says you've, you've a good day's work done you know he was just electrifying he was fearless fantastic footballer Mark he was Dublin's best forward for five years straight when yeah. he didn't have fucking anyone else and it was just timing genuinely and we had it with Kieran Whelan as well who had a brilliant career and was so important to Dublin in tough times I was Blessed to be part of a team at the time it was working. Alan was there in the night, he's with Pillar, and he was the, he was the fucking only man, really, yeah. at, at, at the highest quality. And it was, I was delighted for him, obviously, in 11, winning the All Ireland. And his last kick with Dublin, last ever kick, was 15 into the hill against Kerry. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Great score. Great score. No. And like he got that ball, we talk about great scores. Michael Donnellan's won in 98. In his 21, yeah. Yeah, Michael Donnellan's won in 98, where he gets the ball down the 21. He mm. goes all the way up the other end. But that, that point, and it, you know. I was fucked. We had to send a stretcher out from about an hour later. He was fucking gasping still. It was like, Alan, come on, we're going for a point. Like. Yeah. But, but imagine what a fitting end for a Dublin legend that, that was his last thing to do for the Dublin yeah, I'm surprised he didn't go up here to Dublin and drop it short and get a flick into the net <laughs> <laughs> we planned them that was plan. <laughs> I go with Berno full forward yeah um, or, or David Clifford full forward sorry and Berno in the corner yeah. and Gooch the other side perfect Gooch the other side are we all just, in agreement you, so I think, I think that was that was nine is it nine six yeah. Kerry I, is it I, nine six Kerry yeah, I'll yeah. double check now after the, after the show this debate can continue in the pubs of Killarney over the next little <laughs> while. Um, I just want to thank the Great Southern Hotel here. It's been great, a great venue. I want to thank you all for coming out today. It's been fantastic to have the show here down in Killarney. James, you're homecoming. We got here eventually. Um, got big here. thanks to AIB who helped us put the podcast together every Monday. You can check us out there if you're not subscribed already. Do that. Hashtag um, the toughest for more. Hashtag the toughest for more. Are you James, I'm going to get now. <laughs> AIB have also put up the ticket. So, Tom... Put up your hand later on. Yeah, we'll sort you out now with tickets. Thanks for your question earlier on. Uh, I'd like to thank our events team here tonight. Seafra, John, Ben, Jack and Rachel. Chris Keane and Dan on video. Andy on sound. Catherine has been producing the show tonight. And to our guests tonight, our special guest, Mark O'Shea. You've been an absolute gent. Thanks to me. I definitely mentioned Catherine, our producer, didn't you? You did, yeah. Be killed you done. Yeah, you Thanks, Catherine. Fair play. Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue. Well done, fellas. Another show on the books. Yeah. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Cheers. Stop, lads.